Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Hey everybody, and welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated, where we dig giant robots, and so does everyone else, and fast cars, and I had an actual intro for this planned, and I forgot it, so we'll just go with that. Uh, <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> I, I did. Um, I absolutely believe you, Laser. Back in January. Like. <laughs> uh, Should have wrote it down, forehead. Yeah, that's... that's uh, told myself the same damn thing well good enough we've bumble fucked our way into the episode yeah here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh uh yeah okay uh but before we get to uh our stuff which will be megas xlr and motor city we got uh we got our weeks and we got upkeep that's right upkeep's back no more draft just upkeep uh and we got a doozy of an upkeep uh, so let's, uh, hop into this. Uh, Rad, you're the guest. You want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, well, uh, one of, one of our, uh, new things for the upkeep is definitely going to be, like, everybody all together, because we all watched a thing this week because mm-hmm. it came out and it was good. Um, yeah. but I guess the, the thing that I want to bring up, uh, from uh this past little while is that uh i have been uh very slowly as of right now going through uh detective conan god uh oh wow and it's quite the ordeal to do but i am enjoying it the the thing is is that um if you don't know detective conan is a show about a teenager who Due to a drug that gets put into him, which is supposed to kill him and have no um, traces go out from it. Like, they wouldn't be able to trace it at all or tell what it was. It instead turns him into, like, a six-year-old for some reason. And um, he basically starts faking his whole life as a six-year-old living with his... Uh, crush, his mutual crush, um, and, uh, basically making it so that, like, every single, uh, thing that happens around them, he, like, solves it. Basically, he is the world's greatest detective, in actuality, and they do all this to, like, these, this secret organization, these shady people try and murk him to get them get him off their tail um and so he starts solving crimes to try and get back to them so that he can become a uh full grown teenager again um which he never will <laughs> he never will it, it's been going on for as of right now uh nearly a thousand episodes yep and the same problems have have uh, stayed consistent throughout 
basically all of it. Um, and that he never tells anybody, well, not anybody, but he, he doesn't tell most people, and especially the people directly in his life, that he is, in fact, the guy that went missing all those years ago. And years have passed, except they haven't also, because nobody grows, but they also have smartphones now <laughs> in the current <laughs> time. Um, there, There's, like, a lot of really ridiculous things when it comes down to it. Um, but, like, the, the actual funniest thing is that I'm almost certain this guy is cursed. Like, uh-huh. fucking the the main character who now goes as uh, uh, Conan, uh, but his real name is Kudo uh, Sunichi. Uh, every single episode, well, not every single episode, but the majority of episodes, like 9 out of 10 episodes, is about a murder that he just happens to come upon. I am almost certain that the like a a half of Japan has been murdered <laughs> in the time he has been alive, and he stumbles upon it every time. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's it, it's one of those things that like every single bit of the show really pulls at your your sense. Of being able to give it, like, suspension of disbelief. Like, everything about it pulls at that. But also, it's a show about, like, mysteries and shit. And I love stuff like that. I love mysteries and shows where you're able to, like, figure out what's going on if you're paying attention. Or maybe get some kind of idea of where the plot is going. It's... It's not, like, a very deep show, and you can, in fact, figure out pretty easily, but not as easily as, say, a Scooby-Doo or something. It's got a little bit of stuff going on with it, so that you have to be like, mm. okay, what exactly is going on here? And every now and then, the endings of the episodes are like, wow, it's that bullshit? Really? Yeah. It's that complicated? Okay, understood. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it when it was dubbed as case closed on Adult Swim. Yeah. See, I also watched um, a good amount of it when it was case closed, but I remember none of it, basically. I was too young at the time to have it really hold any meaning for me, and the mystery aspect of it went way over my head. And also, there was a bunch of murder, so it didn't exactly, like, sit too terribly well with me at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but it was quite, like, it, 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 it left a mark on me that I wanted to revisit. So, my plan with my fiancé, Kaylee, is to watch all of it in order, and see where things go, and if nothing else, we want to get to the point where a another character shows up who is the 
uh, if I remember right, it's the Phantom Thief of oh, the right. series. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Kaito. And see his bullshit, because it is bullshit. His, his stuff is all super dumb. Um, and we got to it, we, we got to this dumb idea in the first place because we watched like, a couple of random episodes, both of which had to do with, uh, Kaito, and they were quite good, so he decided to, to double back on it and, and start from the beginning. It's a bad idea, this is a horrible fucking <laughs> shitty idea, but we're doing it. It's like 900-something episodes. Yeah. It's 997 as of this recording god jeez it's still airing yeah it is still airing oh, actually god. a new episode is coming out tonight as of like right now so um wow probably oh wait no it's the last one came out 9 hours ago so like it a new episode just came out so jeez hello yeah that's yeah. that's whack I remember it always be the the manga always being up there with uh, Ippo in terms of numbers. Oh yeah, um, it probably still is because I'm pretty sure that's also still going. Um, yeah, I think and so. it's like Ippo went past a thousand not too long ago. It um, it's at yeah. uh thirteen twenty eight right now. Christ, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm still following it. So, <laughs> God. I am also still following it, but I, I read through it on like a um, I give it some time to buffer, and you binge. and everything because like, Ippo chapters go really fast sometimes. Yeah, they do. And so I tend to just like let it go for a bit and then catch up. Yeah, especially when they're in the middle of like a proper match, the pacing can be really fast. Yeah, it when they're in matches, I uh, I wait because uh, it, it's more satisfying to read the full match at once. But when it's like between matches, like right now, uh, I, I prefer to do that week to week because mm-hmm. it's not like a lot's happening anyway. Yeah, I I'm uh, I'm enjoying. It so far, as far as like, uh, a detective Conan goes, but hopefully, once like actual plot starts happening, because there is actual plot, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll enjoy it a bit more. We'll see, we'll see where it goes, but it probably ain't going anywhere, anywhere fast. <laughs> no, no. If I remember, it, it's one of those ones where it'll do like <coughs> short bursts of plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was in high school when it was on Adult Swim. It it was one of those. It was one of the few shows during the aughts that I actually got to watch because it was on so early, and I got up around that time to you know go to the bus stop. Um, so I I do remember watching Case Closed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so but that's that all it? I really have to say on that. Uh, okay. And okay. and as far as everything else goes, no, nah, not really. Not much else has really been going on um, okay. for me recently. It's all, uh, other than playing more Yakuza, which I have been. Um, mm-hmm. That's it, really. Okay. okay. Do you want to go next, Liz, or should I? 
Uh, you go next, because mine's the shortest, I think, so... Yeah, other than the stuff we're going to talk about during the upkeep, I started watch. I watched all of season one of Log Horizon mm. uh, on both... KP recommended it last time he was on, and then Laser watched all of it, and he's like, hey, you should watch it. I'm like, okay, that's too strong recommends. I guess I should check it out. Yeah. Um, and while I could do with without, without a particular subplot, it is good overall. And I pro- honestly, if it weren't for your two recommendations, if I had watched it on my own, mm-hmm. I actually might have ended up dropping it early. Because... Yeah. It, it takes it a has little a pretty bit. Slow, yeah, once you get to the, like the political intrigue of how the players interact with the people of the land, aka the NPCs, that's when it gets super interesting. For sure. And when um, sure. uh, freaking it just has his name, the main character, um, Shidoe, uh, when yeah. he pulls his like gambit to basically uh save those two uh kids. And buys the guild hall from everybody else and basically blackmails them <laughs> into joining this like round table of yeah. guilds. Uh, he bribes them into being responsible <laughs> or blackmails them into being responsible. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It, 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 they, they do point out rightfully so that it's still blackmail. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's not question, it, it's blackmail in the name of good. Like that that yeah, that's no, the is. difference, yeah. Yeah, and once once that stuff happens, it it's pretty much all really good. Um I really liked the subplot with uh Rudy and the, the B team, quote unquote. Mm. And uh I'm looking forward uh, to seeing where Which one's the, Rudy? Rudy, he's the 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 NPC who became an adventurer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The guy who has st- spe- randomly speaks English for some yeah. reason. Oh, I I watched the dub, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, in in the Japanese, he does that thing where he sp- intersperses like random English words. Got it. Got it. Like, see, he, that's something yeah. that I've always like really thought was interesting when it comes to um when it comes to like dubbing and subbing and everything. Is that like, what do you do in that kind of situation? Yeah. Do you just, like, not do anything, so you just kind of make them a bit of an eccentric weirdo? Or do you then instead have them speak random Japanese? Or... What I would what do... What do you do? <laughs> I think what I would if, do is... Do you, mind, oh. do you mind if I... Sure, yeah. I, I was, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was no, just going to no. say, for this, for Rudy specifically, I would make him speak random French, because he comes See, off, that's a, that's comes off as that type really of guy. Good. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's also really good. Yeah, it works for yeah. him specifically. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say Spanish, just because, like, I'm thinking, like, what's, uh, like, a. The language you see most often used in uh, American English as another language, mm. you know, and Spanish is pretty common. Yeah, it's it just because uh, of the character that root. Sorry. Yeah. No, uh, French makes more sense though for the character. Yeah. Uh, I was. Yeah. No, go on, go on. Now he's ostentatious, and he's like blonde hair, blue eyes, trying to be really fancy. So it's like, yeah making him speak random French. Like, really bad French. 
Yeah. It would be really funny. Um, um, that's pretty much all I have to say. It, I, other than its slow start and, like, the, that one specific subplot about, like, the, I forget her name, the Shinto priestess girl. Yeah, I, I know who a, you mean. Yeah, uh, having a crush on him, and also the the little druid girl having a crush on the cat. I'm like, I could do without these subplots, thanks. Yeah, um, I I actually uh, mm-hmm. I actually forgot about something that I did this week, and I don't want to go into it all that much. I'm I'm not going to take up a whole lot of time on it, mm-hmm. but um, hey, watch Space Sweepers. Never heard of it. Oh, the, oh yeah, that Korean movie you and Kaylee were right, right, right that, that, yeah, that. Yes, uh, there is a new movie that came out onto Netflix, which is a Korean movie um, called Space Sweepers, which um, uh, eventually, like, seemingly went on to, because of its, like, general, like, the hype around it, went on to have a webtoon based off of it. But it hasn't been translated. The important thing here is that it's it's a movie that is extremely interesting, and the talk about like language differences, um, like, uh, came up, uh, and that reminded me of it. It's a movie that is very interesting because it takes place in the super future, where everybody has basically migrated to space as long as they could afford it, and. The Earth has basically been taken over by super pollution, and uh, kind of sucks down there. Now, the thing about it, the main like thing about it, is that everybody basically lives and works together up in space, and as such, to kind of deal with the language barrier, they've all in like invented a babblefish, basically. Um, so everybody can understand each other in their native languages. Um, but for the movie itself, they all speak their native languages and it's subtitled in whatever way that it needs to be. So it's so, like Tekken. <laughs> it, it is like Tekken. Everybody understands everything, but it's all different languages being spoken and it's all like presented in the way that it would be naturally but that's there's like an interesting thing in in this in that there is a original cut of it with like the original dub of it and then there's an english dub of it Mm. where all the main characters who all in the original speak korean speak english but then there's other characters who like the um there's one good example that Early on, in the beginning of the movie, one, the main character goes to uh, get some some money from mm. a, a depot, basically. And in the original cut, the person that he goes and sees just speaks English. And in the English cut, she's speaking German. Hmm. And there's another character who, in the original cut is speaking in a very heavy West Indian uh, accent, but is still speaking English, but, like, with 
West Indi- uh, Indian phrases, slang, what have you, in there. But you can still perfectly understand them if you can only speak English. Um, where in the English dub of it, he's just kind of speaking kind of normal Western American English, basically. Mm-hmm. It's very... It, it, there's a lot of like interesting uh, choices with it um, when it comes to the dubs. But on the whole, that movie really rules. Like, it's one of the best action movies that I've seen in a very long time. And probably, even this early on, will be my movie of the year. Hmm. Alright, cool. So check that shit out. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched that wasn't in the upkeep was I started watching uh, Haikyuu. Okay. Uh, I like binged all of like season one like really fast, and I'm like already in the middle of season two. Haikyuu, Haikyuu rules. Haikyuu is real good. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. What were you gonna say? Mostly just that, like I. I'm kind of here and there when it comes to sports anime and everything, but it kind of takes a while for me to warm up to sports anime when I do get into it, unless it's something that's, like, fight-based. I'm usually, yeah. like, right there for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Haiku got me basically immediately. It, oh, yeah. It's, it has a very good draw to it. Yeah. All the characters are super likable, and um, I... Uh, how do I put this? There are there are moments in shonen manga that you that I would call the big pop off or like shit that people will talk about for like that one moment people will talk about for years. Yeah. Um, like Rockley dropping the the leg weights. Mm. Um, yeah. there's one in Haikyuu that's like up the, uh, at least as as out of all the stuff I've seen, there's one in Haikyuu that I'm like I'm gonna put on that same level. Um, and what part is that? That's the part where Kagiyama and Hinata get lost, and they run into the ace of Shiratorizawa, uh, uh, Ushikawa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's that bit where he talks about the team that they just beat and how their ace is really, man, he's really great. Any team he's on is really powerful. Unfortunately, he's on a weak team. It's He was... In it's infertile soil. He needs to be in fertile soil. And then Hinata is just like, so if he if their team is in fertile soil, what are we concrete? And the one of the volleyballs shoots out from the gym, and he and Ushikawa is about to get it, and Hinata rushes, like he's he must be like twenty five feet away, thirty feet away, knocks out of the air, catches it. And hands in the ball, zooms. just and stunks on him. He says, "I'm he now to show you from the concrete, and I'm gonna beat you." And then walks away. Hinata is a fucking crazy person. He is he is a madman, and he is also able to move so unbelievably fast. Yeah. Oh, it's that was. That was super hype. I watched that one like three or four times. It was so good. Yeah, that shit. That that bit is uh, fucking so good because mm-hmm. like it 
it goes from like, oh, so you're saying that we're shit then? And then he, he fucking, he fucking styles so hard in a way that like no one can ignore, and just uh, I love it. I love that shit. Yeah, and he does that thing that he does a lot, but it's I think it's the most intense I've ever seen, where he has that wide-eyed like, yeah, I said what I said. Like, he's so Pretty brutally much. honest. Yeah. He just has this, like... He... I think they talked about this as well, like... He... When they were talking about one of the aces, the aces on the team currently, Asahi, the big guy, and they're like, yeah. if, if you're not careful... Hinata's going to devour you, you know? Pretty much. Yeah. He's, crows are omnivorous, and he's a hungry crow. <laughs> it's, like, it's fucking good shit. I need to, I need to catch up on it, because I haven't, I haven't watched it, or read anything from it for quite a long time, and now that it's over, I believe it's over now. Yeah, the manga's um, over. Yeah. Uh, I think that I need to, like, read the rest that I hadn't at that point. Yeah. I, I like a lot of the dynamics in it. I think one of my favorite ones is um, somebody says literally anything bad about anybody on the team. Tanaka is like, well, I guess you've chosen death then. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that shit. Just Tanaka's <laughs> just like, ah, I see. You wish to die. You are motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly. Uh, it's good shit. Uh, right now, they're having their... I'm right at the part where they're having their rematch with Alba, Josai, and like Oikawa and them guys. So, like, near the tail end of Season 2. Hmm. And I know Season 3 is literally just, like... I think it's the match between them and Shirotorizawa, but I'm not sure. It's because it's really short. But anyway. Uh, if you haven't seen Haikyuu or Red Haikyuu do it. It's real good. There's a reason why it's... No? Go on? No, finish your thought. It, there's a reason why it was, like, in the top five of Shonen Jump for so long. Yeah. It, uh... No. Mm -hmm. It always gave me very similar vibe to, uh, uh Slam Dunk. Mm. It is similar in a, in a way. I'd probably say that it's, um... I mean, like, you can draw connections to basically any uh, sports manga, really, if you are trying to. Yeah, and, but um, I just mean, like, on, like, th th there's, like, vibe. Vibe is such vibes. a vague turn. No, term. No, I get you. Well, but... sometimes your feelings towards something is, is vague, but can mm. be described as a vibe. Yeah, yeah. it... it... It feels like it falls into the same category as Slam Dunk versus... Something that has more superpowers. Yeah, yeah like, like, I... I... Kuroko no Basket. Yeah. Uh, I, I was gonna put, like, Ice Shield 21 and Ippo in the same category, almost. Um, uh, on the vibe front. Ice Shield 21 is, like, way more whack, but yeah. It's It's got, like, a lot more, like... Ice it's Shield more grounded. Is, is, like, yeah, Ice Shield is not exactly grounded. No. Um, but, like, no, I get what you mean. It's like, it's... It, there is a very different thing with... Uh... Like, even Ice Shield 
and uh, Kurokono Basket and and um, Inazuma. Like, in yeah, Inazuma is is probably like the biggest example of yeah. the antithesis to this. In that, like Inazuma is Inazuma Eleven doesn't give is a fuck. Literally just fucking superpowers. It's I. I... Yeah. I, I would uh, honestly move Inazuma over to the uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh side of things rather than calling it a sports anime. Yeah, or Beyblade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I meant to say Ippo is more grounded than Ice Shield. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it still ha- the I don't know the way they treat things like the Gazelle Punch or the 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 what was it Dempsey the White Roll. Fang or whatever. Uh, Dempsey, oh, yeah, th- those like special signature punches. It it reminds me of the Devil Bat Dive and the the whatever the spear is and whatnot. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think I I definitely get that. The uh, I think the other sports anime that's like, I mean, nothing comes close to Inazuma Eleven, but like that's like by the end, it's just stupid. Is fucking Prince of Tennis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Prince of Tennis is definitely up there when it comes to being unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he just fucking go Super Saiyan, like, literally by the end? <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. Basically. Did you um, ever read that, uh... He did another series after that with golf? No, I didn't. Oh, right. I do... So, I never read that, but I do know what that is. Um, yeah, it's like Robot something... Robot Kun something or other... Uh, it's, it's Robot X Laser Beam, or yeah. Robot Cross Laser Beam, or Robot Laser Beam. This. Yeah. 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 Kind of, the, the X is always, uh, Confusing. ambiguous. Um, mm. but yeah, it was, uh, very much a, along those, uh, those lines. But no, that wasn't, that wasn't him. That was, um, the person who made Kuroko no Basket. That's Ooh. right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I knew it was uh, another one of those uh, pretty boy sports animes. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of are. Yeah, they all are. But uh, th- th- there's some that are more pretty boy sports anime. Like, there's some where like they look free. like Otome game characters. Free. Yeah. Skate the Infinity. Like I'd say yes. if you added a female yeah. character into it, it would just be an Otome game. Oh, yeah, it would be. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to have some words about that show later. Oh, yeah. All right. That's me. I'm good. Okay. Uh, I. I didn't really do my. I I read like twenty or thirty different isekai series this week that none of which are really worth talking about. No. Uh, that mm-hmm. that's not to yeah, say there fair. aren't there weren't any good ones in there because there were. I I think I linked one to y'all in the chat a couple days oh, ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm. there is there were good ones in there, but nothing I really want to talk about on mic. Um, yeah. but. There is something that I watched that's related to this show, and that's because the people who worked on it also worked heavily on Megas and Motor City. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's created by uh, mm-hmm. Chris P- Chris Pry- Prynoski, who is 
the Motor City creator, and he was a heavily involved in uh, uh, Magus as a director. Um, uh, the show is called Downtown. It was an MTV animated series between 1999 and 2000. Uh, and I'll be real with you, not that great. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, but Goat's in it. Oh, like Goat from Vegas, okay. Yeah, just straight up, same name. Uh, okay. Same actor. I mean, like, if if there's, like, one thing that is, like, a connecting force with a lot of his work, it's that character it's not always the exact yeah the exact same uh but like one would be able to say that like um god i actually forget his name but the uh jacob uh jacob and uh from uh motor city is basically Uh, but but in this one the connection is much uh closer because it's quite literally uh scott reineker uh, doing it's the voice and also the basis of the character. Uh, I looked at him. His only two uh, credits as an actor are Megas XLR and Downtown. There you go. Um, if I had... Also, he's just... One of his aliases is Goat. I think the character is just based on him. Ah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which is fair. But yeah, it, it's clear that uh, Pyronsky... Uh, Pyronsky? Prynos, Prynoski, Prynoski. Uh, he just likes Prynoski. Yeah, uh, he just likes that character design. Um, yeah, because again, Jacob and there's other stuff and other stuff. Um, he's he's but, an he's an old yeah. rocker who's also a junker. Yeah, uh, he's not that in downtown. Uh, he he's an active rocker. Uh, but he's just kind of a, a skis bag conspiracy theory kind of guy. Like, you know, it's an MTV like, cartoon, so drugs are yeah. in the mix. Got uh, it. Um, he, it's very much what you'd expect from an MTV animated series from the late 90s or early aughts. Ah, uh, yes. It, it's about a bunch of 20-somethings in New York City. Uh, the main character is a big nerd who collects action figures. Uh, and keeps falling in love with goth girls at the comic shop. Hmm. Uh, laser? Hey, hey, laser. <laughs> are, you, are you... I don't relate to the character, surprisingly enough, because he's a whiny little bitch. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, I am a whiny little bitch, but... I... I... <laughs> uh, <Exactly>. But, uh... <laughs> No, I, I, I don't relate to the character. The, the character, it, gotta say, I don't care much care for the show in general. No, no, um, just, I had to put you on blast a little. I bit. know, I know. Um, uh, there's his like longtime best friend who uh, is a girl. Uh, she work. What does she do? She works at a thrift shop. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're all just his. His sister's a character. She's kind of like the the club going party girl. Uh, it, it's it's a footnote. It's a footnote of a series, but it it's relevant because uh, when when we get to the show notes, when we get to Megas, and then again Motor City, it comes up in multiple people's credits. Um, Got it. Okay. 
so I felt I should check it out for this episode. Okay. Um, it's not a bad show. Uh, just not a good show either. Uh, actually, I think I would call it bad. A forgettable show. Ah, uh, mediocre. Yeah. Uh, and that's my week. Uh, so let's, uh, wait, is that it? Yeah, so let, let's, uh, let's save the big one for the end, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start with, uh, the Great North. Um, before we do, I just remember something I have to do that's actually super important. Okay, um, so we'll pause. Two very boring minutes later. So let, let's start with the Great North, because it's the shortest. Yeah. Uh, Two episodes, Sexy Moose Adventure and Feast of Not People Adventure. Yeah, this show is, I, I mentioned this off call, but it's like, um, what if Bob's Burgers was slightly more wholesome? Yeah. Slightly, not by much. It's even the same, you know, people making it, so it, it looks like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um. I think my favorite character so far is the uh the daughter. Uh the only one who has Judy. a normal name. Judy. Um, yeah, Judy. Yeah, Judy. She's the only one who has a normal <laughs> name. Cuz the the son is named Ham and the other yeah. kid is what was the the te- the kid who wears the teddy bear thing all the time? What was his name? I can't remember. I'm sorry. It's it's something whack. Judy's the only one with a normal fucking name. Yeah. Um, but she's my favorite uh out of all the out of all of them so far anyway. And uh I'm looking forward to more. It didn't have me like it didn't give me a gut laugh, but there were a couple of good chuckles out of this show so far. Yeah. It, it's uh Bob's Burgers took a little bit to, you know, find its place. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling it'll be the same for this. I I remember the first joke, the first Bob's Burgers joke where I just died laughing. And that was the one where uh Lynn had the uh the bandolier and she put like garlic salt and onion powder in it and she goes, "It's my spice rack." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's definitely like the funniest fucking character in the whole show, which is saying yeah, a lot. There's a lot of that, funny that characters. Cl- in that show. clip was in my mind rent free. All right. Uh, or, oh, or the bit where Bob, they're at the baseball game, and he's like, "Oh my god, he talked to me. I want that on my gravestone." She's like, "No, I've already picked out what's gonna be on your tombstone." He's like, "What? What is it? It says order up." No, no, that's that's good. That's good. Keep that. <laughs> I think my favorite joke in it was when like the 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 thing of Bob going to the butcher and yeah like it being very homoerotic and needing to explain that he's not gay but <laughs> then starting to question it <laughs> Uh, Does he need to discover that he's like bisexual or pansexual? Yeah, yeah, yeah something good. like that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, but this show so far pretty funny. 
that bit was like, guy, the ham was just like, listen, guys, I'm gay. Like, we know you've come out to us like 18 times, and we love and support you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty good so far, but yeah. there's not, not much to say, because uh, it's only like two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet, so I don't have anything to say on it. But yeah. There's, uh, between a, tomorrow a... and the next day, there's another three episodes airing. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking at Hulu right now, and it's God saying damn. episode three is airing on the 15th at 3 a.m. Why? Uh, because... Hulu's fucked up. You know why? Because they've missed three weeks in a row, mm. and so they're also doing four and five uh, tomorrow. So by the time they probably... And they're probably spacing it out because they got to do, like, local news and whatnot also. So it'll be probably episode four, episode five, and then episode three. Okay. Or maybe, right. or maybe just Hulu has the schedule mixed up. I don't know. I'm looking at Hulu. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a fun show. Uh, it's not. I don't know if it really needs to be on the upkeep from here on out because it's just one of those like fun like get a couple chuckles. Yeah, yeah unless there's one really good episode in particular. Yeah, I I think like Bob's Burgers or The Simpsons or like most other like sitcom TV shows, we could do an episode on it, but I don't think it needs to be something brought up week after week after week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that that's that. Uh, so let's do uh, go on to Spider next. Uh, not much to say about Spider. Plot still moving really slow. Yeah. Um, I, I like that she got to the new area, the lava zone. Yeah. And she leveled up. A, she's really moving up there. I'm curious to see, because I know where she ends up in her, her final level up, but I'm curious to see when she gets there. I know she has to beat the dragon first. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. The biggest problem that I have with the show so far is the fact that, like, progression through it is really slow. Like, same problem was present in the manga as well. Everything was so slow when it came down to, like, her getting anywhere yeah. in in progression. And, like, I appreciate that the stakes are just different for her compared to, like, a lot of other characters in in um in isekais and other fantasy adventure yeah. uh series in general but it there is like a level of of slowness at this point yeah it feels like everything is dragging mm-hmm. on it, um... um we did we did get a glimpse of the demon lord though in the last episode uh, i still haven't seen episode six so yeah we got to see uh... the demon lord Okay, I'm interested to see what. Like a brief okay, I'm interested to see if the design is different from the manga because the spider design is different. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, oh she's yeah, all over the, I, I, um, I'm looking at the poster now, and she's right the there opening. in the yeah, upper. She, she's right there, yeah. Upper right, yeah. Okay. I assume that. I'm gonna make an assumption that she's not the only demon lord. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Like, she seems like she's the demon lord of spiders, so I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I, I, yeah, 
you'd probably you'd kind of have to figure that yeah she'd have to be because mm -hmm. I mean yeah. one of many because we I, my assumption is based on that and the fact that uh, the main girl the spider girl got Lord of Pride which makes me assume that there's one for all the sins. Yeah, that's a safe assumption. Yeah, it seems about right. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there's not much more to say there. It it's also good. Uh, good. so let's let's do Skinfinity now, as I like to call it. <laughs> Adam eat shit and no, die not challenge. Skinfinity. Don't call it. No, don't. It it's don't call it SK the Infinity like Sign Skinfinity. <laughs> It's it's skate, you <laughs> fucking heathen. No. All right, die. I want to call it Adam eat shit and die challenge. Yeah, but you know the thing with Adam though, it's also just accurate to what it's like dealing with uh, a, a corrupt politician. You know. Yeah. Uh, I I ha like okay, so like the whole deal is that in, in these last couple of episodes, Adam has uh like Adam was was like fucking a weirdo before he's gone full freak mode he, he's a he's, he's a, a he wants to be dio uh he's a full yeah he's a full-blown pervert he's not a, he, he doesn't just want to be dio yeah. because like yeah. obviously he's voiced by dio no this guy's a fucking pervo <laughs> he's, he's a pervo fucking... and a pedophile <laughs> yeah and that for sure but like the the thing is is that if you put that side of him up to the side which i tried to do because i want to enjoy at least the, mo the majority of the show which i still do just not the ones the points where he's in it i try and put it to the side because it sucks but otherwise he's just doing so much bullshit all the time that it's it's one of those things where it's like every moment that he's on screen, I'm like, fuck you, fuck you. you what like are you Hisoka? doing? Why are you like this? <laughs> he is just Yeah, like Hisoka, I guess. Let's be real. He is very much the Hisoka of this show. But like there there's like things about um this that are particularly ridiculous. Like we we've seen his his Ugh. special move, the love hug. Um in which he basically just does a U-turn, stands yeah. perfectly still, and lets. Isn't people the whole run thing that he's him. moving forward um, uphill, though? And he, uh, it appears okay. to be that way, but he's only moving forward a little bit. The main deal is that uh, because he's going uphill a little bit, and the um, opponent is going yeah. downhill a lot. It looks it's like stupid. he's coming. It's right like at driving the in the uh, rain, and right at you're at a red light, and it's going real soft and gentle, and then you just hit the gas when the green light hits, and suddenly you're in a tor torrential downpour. Yeah, yeah. But enough about Adam. Let's talk about basically uh, this. Like most sports anime, um, there's always that the two main dudes and how. Whether intentional or not, there's some real homo-romantic undertones here. Yeah. It's it, yeah. really gay! So gay. Yeah. It's so yeah. unbelievably yeah, it's, gay. It, there's no denying it. It's gay. It's pretty strong. Uh, and 
I mean, like, let's let's be real. This is like we know where this is like aimed at more than anything. This is this is yeah yeah. These, pretty these boys are shoujo manga things, protagonists, <laughs> uh, doing things well. But like, not just that, but like, we have all of the 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 general tropes yeah. like put to the max. We have the main character who is a clumsy fuck-up, who is eventually going to become all big and, and, and cool and everything. We have the mysterious, white-haired fucking uh, dude who's really good yeah. at basically the thing that he just started. Um, and uh, we have the we have Shadow, and like, I don't know, maybe he's uh, popular with Clown uh, You would know, uh, yeah, like, okay, I like Shadow. Are you in- Shadow <laughs> hits more like the Kiss death metal, sort of like uh, Detroit Metal City kind of vibe. No. I- yeah, he is sure. a clown. His personality I, is a clown. I, but he is a clown. <laughs> I like that he, when he's not in his secret identity, he like works at a flower shop. Yeah. It's real good. Now, yeah. Yeah. And we have the cat boy. Who's just a cat. He's just a rude cat boy. Um, and we have, uh, Joe and Cherry Blossom, or as I like to call them. Yeah, but Zoro and Sanji. (laughs) You know what? They have way more. How I put this. You want to kiss me so bad you look stupid energy than Sanji and Zoro even do, honestly. I don't, I don't know. I feel it's very comparable. Um, I mean, granted, the whole thing between both of them is that they're, like, fucking, like, the, well, I mean, basically everybody is, uh, all these girls are screaming yeah. about how fucking cute they are all the time. <laughs> oh, I want to fuck them so gotta, bad. Gotta make sure <laughs> that they know. Um, but, uh, nah, it's, it's, and then you have Adam and he's a freakazoid, but like, um, I think the thing that is like really, uh, telling about the show more than anything is how like actually tender a lot of the moments are like, like a lot of the in-between bits of like the characters just interacting with each other. It's just nice. It's just yeah, real nice and I really like (laughs) The bit with Langa and his mom. She was really worried that he was getting into fights. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just skating. And I keep beefing it real hard. <laughs> I also appreciate that, like... God, all the characters eat shit so hard every episode. Yeah. Somebody, okay, not to be an adult, but these kids need to start wearing fucking Fuck helmets. Fuck that. <laughs> First, like, like if this were real life, they'd be dead. <laughs> I mean, Longa almost died in the first episode. <laughs> like, yeah, for, for real. Yeah, he almost for got real. run over. <laughs> like, he almost got run over. Like, he would have been shit. dead. <laughs> like, there are so many moments where I'm just like, if you, if this were real life, your head will be a fucking watermelon smashed under the street. Holy shit. Yeah. And I will say that I like. I'm sure that it was brought up before, but I appreciate the the ending 
uh, song just being, like, the various ways that one can eat shit while on a skateboard. Like, just yeah, a montage of beefing it. It's great. <laughs> I yeah. love how when I love how when it's gonna show Adam beefing it, they cut the yeah. footage. No, no photos allowed. <laughs> <laughs> the opening slaps. Yeah, it way. does. I mean, yeah. both the opening and the yeah. ending are really good. All the music in the show is yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got good energy. I um. Sh- Go on. Uh, I was just gonna say on on the the helmet thing. Uh, I don't know how many like skate videos y'all watch, but. They never fucking wear helmets and pads in those, man. Yeah, Basically. I don't care. Like, like, street... Yeah, they should be, but they're not. For, like... <laughs> the main deal is that, like, for... Early adopters of, of skateboarding, like, kids and everything, of course they're gonna wear, yeah. um... Protection Pad. and pads and everything. For, yeah. um... Competitions, like... Official competitions, like the X Games... Yeah, they gotta wear head yeah. uh, like gear and pads, and in general, you should. But if you are in the skateboard scene, more often than not, you ain't wearing shit. Not just because, yeah. um, it's like there there is an air of being uncool if you do, but yeah. but also, um, Longa wasn't quite wrong when he said that these things can be a bit constrictive uh to your movement if you have them on it's not yeah it's not by much but it's effectively the same kind of deal as somebody deciding to use a different controller in a fighting game because it lets them move a bit better it's yeah it's it's down to making sure you can move optimally rather than yeah be protected that being said yeah, they probably should, but they're not going to. Fucking nobody wear nobody who is like at the deep very in the least scene, a helmet. Fucking nobody does that. But yeah, they should probably at least wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah, at least a helmet for fuck. But sake. fuck that. If if you're doing Go take- particularly if you're doing downhill, a downhill jam like the show is or vert, then definitely should be wearing a helmet. Yeah, uh, at the very least. But fuck Pads. that, boomers. <laughs> I'm not wearing yeah. shit. Yeah, but like yeah. Th- there's a like the stuff that like like Mike Vallely does where it's mostly like manuals and uh like like I don't know, like street stuff. It, it there's less it it's yeah. less drastic. And most of the time if you fall doing that, you're just going to wind up on your tailbone. Uh I, I could see getting away with that, but just want to interrupt here real quick and uh add in that I'm specifically referring to, like, Mike Vallely stuff. Um, obviously, there's stuff in street skating where you should absolutely wear pads and a helmet. Like, if you're going to be doing, like, big stair jumps and uh, grinding and whatnot. But um, for the most part, there's a lot of street stuff where you're never really traveling all that high off the ground. Um so it it's a little bit safer to do without a helmet, but you should still, in general, wear your pads, kids. Let's get scratching. Yeah, for sure. The the, the yeah. only, but like, yeah, for the for the sake of like this show, nah, they are never gonna wear that yeah. shit. And also, no, like in general, yeah. people 
people that are deep in the scene of of skateboarding will probably never wear anything protective because because like if, if you're if you're doing like wild shit in terms of yeah. of skateboarding, you don't care about your fucking head or anything. Your neck, mm-hmm. your your neck, your neck is gonna get like the the real fucking business more than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait for the AMVs to come out of this show and people put it to fucking the soundtrack of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be good. Yeah. It's gonna be real good. It's right there. Uh, it's free. How would... If I were to give this show a concise thing, I'd say... What if Air Gear was good? Yeah. But it hasn't... I mean, Air Gear... Air Gear definitely had a bit more magic going on, like literal. Fight, like there is a guy who can literally stop time, and then you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but like, actually, you know what? Magic might be a thing because in the last episode, Longa did start to see the fucking galaxy. Yeah, yeah. He started to see between can... the lines and shit. So I don't know. All right, can I've I've talked about a couple of sports that I wish that were anime of that were, like, uh, on just bullshit levels or, like, on this level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One of them is fishing, which I've talked about off-podcast a lot. I want a fishing anime or a manga. The other one is I want, like, something about surfing. Mm. Like, that's... That would be cool. Super bullshit surfing would be uh, fun. I, I attest to this day that the... The answer to this is hockey. Yeah, yeah. super hockey bullshit power hockey would be the shit. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Super bullshit power hockey would be cool, especially when actual for real fights start breaking out. Because that's how hockey. Oh yeah, beat. just have a fucking yep. like the game breaks down and you just have a fucking shonen battle in the middle of it. <laughs> Okay, can I just say my first, the first image that came out, you know how, like, whenever they do, like, in sports, they superimpose some sort of, like, some sort of uh, metaphor for, like, a character's move or defense or mm. whatever? I, my, my, the image in my head was, like, of a goalie, and as soon as he puts his, like, the mask on, someone sees the image of a knight putting their helmet on. See, what I was thinking with the goalie is to literally make them a fucking common Rider. Like, they get get fucking whole-ass, like, unique armor for each team, and it looks fucking crazy. (laughs) Well, if... if, on, On what you're talking about, though, with the knight stuff, though, uh, legitimately, uh, the Mighty Ducks movies did that. Yeah, they, they did, for the most part. There, There's just a straight-up scene where one of the people is, like, sheathing their hockey stick, and they put in the shink uh, sheathing Good. sound effect. Good. Uh, Have you seriously never watched those movies, or has it just been a no. very long time? Fucking the Mighty Ducks I, movies I've fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. They're so dumb. Never seen them. Um, oh, you should. But, like, yeah, that's, like, hockey as as a thing could be crazy. And, like, um, 
there's like another thing that's coming out, another anime that's coming out pretty soon. And I think that it's an original mm. one. I don't think that there's a manga that it's based on, but I could very much be wrong. But apparently it's based on um, a semi-obscure sport, which is basically extreme tag. I forget the name of it. Oh. Um, oh. But it is uh, something that is primarily practiced in uh, Japan and India, I believe. Hmm. And, like, you have a defense team and an offense team that change uh, depending on, like, rounds, basically. And your deal is to go into the um, defense team's, like, goal area, put in whatever part of your body that you can onto the ground in there, and then get the fuck out of there and get back onto your side. Um, and you can tackle the fuck out of people. Uh, you can do, like, big jumps over people to get out, get away. Um, but, like, as long as you don't get touched by the other team, you're good. But if you touch one of the other team members, they go out. Mm. Um, mm. From what I remember, it was... It's like... It was heavily modified from rugby... Um, ah, but okay. I was gonna say it sounds like touch football. It's a, it's a bit like touch football, but with no ball involved. You are the ball. Yeah, <laughs> you are the ball. <laughs> I am the ball. I'm the ball. You're the ball. This is oh yeah. Listen, all right. Um, uh, I think yeah, that's that's it. That's all I want to say about this. Uh, <laughs> I'd like a dodgeball anime. Oh yeah, dodgeball. dodgeball would be some shit that I would be like very much about for sure. Like, wait, no, hang on. I'm sorry. Okay. I just had a thought, and it's just the idea. Cool Runnings, the anime. <laughs> I could get behind it. Oh, um, I... the name Bob. Uh, the name of the sport is uh, uh, kabaddi. And, um, the, and it is based on a manga, um, but it's, okay. um, the show is Shakunetsu Kabari. Um, okay. you can, hmm. I will give you a, a link to the, well, not a link, but like the actual name of it in the chat right now. There you go. Got right. it. Cool. Alrighty. So that, that, that's all I got to say about Skate the Infinity. Uh... Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, uh, let's do kid, that, that's it for the regular upkeep, right? I think yeah. so. Okay. Then let's get to Kid Cosmic. Fuck that show rules. Yeah, it's Kid really Cosmic's good, good. Um. It's real good. So, um, I've, I've always been a fan of, uh, Craig McCracken and his work, um, some things more than others. Uh, I will go on record and say that, like, um, Powerpuff Girls, really, really good. Foster's Home, the movie was really good, and then they made Blue an Asshole, and it wasn't good anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Wander Over Yonder, I have to watch a whole lot more of it, but uh, from what I did see, I really enjoyed it. 
This is probably my favorite work that he's done so far. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, Wholeheartedly. I need to watch more of it, because I still like Powerpuff Girls more, but it's on track to being his best, for sure. Um, um, I'm... Uh, like, I watched uh, basically all of it in the span of, like, two, three days, I think. Uh, yeah, same. I watched the whole thing in one day. And, um, yeah, go ahead. You know, oh, you know what? Laser? Hmm? This is because you know what I think it's super relevant. Can we get a can we got spoiler warning? Oh, that's a good idea. Warning! Warning! Spo- spo- spoilers! Spoilers ahead! If you haven't watched Kid Cosmic, watch it. Go do it. It's it's on Netflix. Ten episodes, first season. Go do Fucking it. Fucking do it. <laughs> Because we're gonna we're gonna spoil it right now, so this is your chance. To... Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll try to edit in uh, timestamp for where this segment ends. Yeah, yeah. If I can Make remember to, uh, I'll put that here. The spoilers end right around the hour and a half mark. Um, yeah, right around the hour and a half mark. Okay. See you then. Okay. Okay. All right. Kate Cosmic. All right. Uh, so we got uh, it, it's uh, Craig McCracken, uh, Francisco and Gonez, and Lauren Faust. Uh, on created and developed by. Uh, they're also writers. Uh, and oh, it's good. Uh, it it combines some of my favorite aesthetics, which is Silver Age comics, and small town along route 66 yeah it's it's art style is going for the the retro 2d kind of style it kind of reminds me vaguely of what dexter's lab was kind of going for yes you know but I mean? also is using like for the the like actual lines for it it's using what is effectively like a crayon uh thing for all the outlines yeah. like a crayon uh brush for all the outlines so it looks yeah. very, um, I don't want to say natural, but it looks, uh, childish in a, in a good way, in a very pointedly, uh, good way. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's what, um, I can't remember the exact name of the, uh, technique it's like a patented technique that they used on um uh home movies yeah oh yeah the the weird wobbly line thing that yeah they on home movies. it, 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 it has a specific name it's like wiggle vision or wibble vision or something like something that like that the same thing um, was done in uh Ed and Eddie. yes yeah uh this is like an upgrade to that it it's it gets it gives you kind of the same effect, but less headache inducing. Yeah, I get that. It's there's not really any uh, wobbling that is happening all that much, but it makes it feel a bit more alive, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I, I it, get it kind of feels like the 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 line work, the the outlines of the characters have like a texture to them, mm. and. It's like the texture is static, but the lines are moving. You know what I mean? Mm. No, I got you. 
Yeah. There's also a heavy use of like cross hatching and a lot of the background designs and stuff everywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly surprised considering what they were referencing, there wasn't any like use of the Kirby crackle. You know? Yeah. Uh they kinda do. Uh on like the the glow around the uh the, the stones. Rings. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit, but it's not as like It's, it's not, not as, as pronounced. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Kirby Crackle is an energy effect patented by uh, the comic artist Jack Kirby. Yeah. You know, look it up if you're interested. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they they don't use it very much for, um, like, in the show itself. But they're, it, it's kind of there in the promotional art and the, the uh, scenes where it's, like, specifically, uh, like comic book covers and stuff like that and as laser pointed oh, yeah. out like around the the rings when they're doing their thing um yeah but i feel like uh especially this first season was like a really good showing of a main character who starts out very selfish and uh like very self-focused in general um and childish in, in, in general as well growing a, kid, yeah. a lot in the yeah. span of 10 episodes and uh kid has a very interesting like story arc for him uh through these 10 episodes and honestly so do a lot of the other characters as well um mm -hmm. like Joe kind of coming to uh, understand that she is the the de facto leader of, of everybody. The slight hint that uh, Papa G has a bit more going on to him than we thought. Because, like, yeah. in the last, uh, like, two episodes, the government I've dude... I've seen your file. Yeah, he's apparently got yeah. some some shit on him yeah um, mr mr in black yeah in black um but like if nothing else it's like this show has so much heart to it like it 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 has moments where it's just like really really funny but like really touching or really sad at the same time um it's not exactly reinventing the wheel at all really no but no, no it does what it does really well and um i think that like all of the the powers of of all the characters are really interesting because they're all um uh, very particular in that, um, like, the portal thing is really interesting, because it's not just, like, that a portal can open, but Joe's also able to, like, send out a portal wave. Yeah. Uh, and cut things. And, um, for Kid, it, like, finding out that it's not just that he's able to make himself fly, but also make other things Floats and telekinesis. telekinesis. Yeah. Um. 
but uh, honestly, one of my favorite uh, jokes in it was it uh, it being described as mind control, which isn't wrong, but also isn't right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, no, it's not that kind of mind control. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my favorite bit about, like, at least in terms of the jokes about the powers is, like, there's the episode where they're all stuck in the diner, and Papaji's like, hang on. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, just sends and out just, more like, and more just, like, to get murdered. And yeah. just, like, I hear them all just screaming and dying in the background. It's like, yeah, you, you kind of get numb to it after a while, actually. <laughs> that, that's one thing that was, like, really... That really stood out to me about this show more than anything. Is that, wow... It sure does love murder. <laughs> like <laughs> fucked up jokes. Like in it. R- Rosa, Rosa is no! fucked up. Rosa is yeah. just, she just an actual monster. She's, she, she's, she's a child. She doesn't. She better. thinks it's playtime. She, she's a toddler. Yeah, but she also know any better. Killed like so many people. Yeah, but yeah she and she's know. gonna be in but therapy when she's older when she remembers <laughs> that. So fucked up. She doesn't know. I know, but it she doesn't make it any less fucked up. If anything, it makes it more fucked up. Yeah. Like the bit where they're yeah, when they're in the spaceship and she's like, Spacemen sleeping? Yeah. Yeah, honey. Sleeping. Honey, they're sleeping. <laughs> she just smiles. Ugh. Horrible. No, my favorite My favorite is there's that bit where it's um from the point of view of kids' cameras, there's a little tiny green alien, and he just like crashes into the electric lines and for Rosa like a just turns whole the minute. He's just yeah. burning up there for a whole minute. It goes on so long. <laughs> then Rosa just stares at the camera and smiles. Horrible! <laughs> fucking, this is fucking the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no. The worst bit is the bit where that that conqueror guy comes down and he just like suffocates in the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> and they have to get rid of his body, and then they cut to Papaji like the hole wasn't big enough, but we made a few cuts and trims and figured it out. Uh, it's <laughs> like, like there was a point while I was watching it where it's like. God, this show loves murder and death and dying. <laughs> Rosa is a one-person death cult. It's horrible. I love her. Yeah, it, she's my favorite. It's, it's the best, but it's also like if you think about it at all, it's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, uh, the cat's oh, my favorite. Man. Oh, tuna sandwich the is tuna sandwich. the best tuna ever. Sandwich. I yeah. Um, the moment when. Tuna Sandwich uh, became able to talk was yeah. Um, yeah. when it went from like uh, like he, he became good to the best character in the whole series and yeah. um, I will be honest the like when he started talking I was like that's a laser voice that is a voice that laser does <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I gotta get going on now, I guess, I reckon. You think I'm a chatterbox? You think I'll talk your ear off? You think I'll... You know what? Good and... Point. Yeah. I, I also appreciate that, like... When it... Like, first of all, 
Stuck Chuck is great. Like, he was a, yeah, a, a fantastic foil for the majority of the show. But then, to show him, like, kind of changing for the better, him not being able to speak through the translator, but still trying to speak English regardless, even if it was hard yeah. for him, was a great way of showing that he actually meant it when he wanted to change and that he wanted to do yeah. something good for kid who did something good for him i think this is one of the few examples of a protracted but excellently done uh, redemption arc yeah like because usually yeah. short redemption arcs are bad usually they're really really bad but like he yeah. got redeemed in about an episode and you know what that's all it yeah. really needed <laughs> yeah because Kid saved him. He saw that the great leader that he thought was so great wasn't so great, and then he saves Kid. Or, well, yeah, he saves Joe, bit. I should say. I mean, and he... It's not like he just... Everybody just forgives him. Like, literally, when he shows up twice, he gets Yeah, he up. gets the shit yeah. knocked out of him, like, twice. Yeah. And he deserves it. He did. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he, think, he took those yeah. punches like a champ. And it was like, okay, yeah, that's fair. It's fair. And then continue on doing what he wanted to do, which was to help Kid out. And now yeah. he's more likely than not in the sequel season going to get, gonna get a power. Gonna get a power along with everyone else. And yeah, yeah that uh that makes me happy. Everything about like uh the idea of a second season of this with with more of the rings and more focus on like defeating this super evil of the galaxy also makes him pretty happy you know mm -hmm. um i could actually see him not getting a power I, I think he will get a power i don't think you're wrong but i i could see him not getting a power because they're in space they're in his domain now you know that's true. Mm. Like, he's the, the local guide at this point. Expert. Uh, yeah. If I remember right... I do think he's going to get a point power. Sorry, go on. Yeah, uh, I just bring this up because I'm pretty sure that, if my head count was right, the um, amount of uh, other stones that would be out in circulation would match up to the amount of people that were still in the... Um, the diner, diner, including diner. Uh, Chuck. So, um, okay, yeah, it's it's possible that he doesn't get it, and and um, like there's a new character or something that shows up that does get it, or any number of things along those lines. But uh, I guess we'll have oh, to yeah. wait and see. Yeah, I and hope. The, I, I hope they're, they're clearly doing the Galactus thing. I hope we have a Silver Surfer equivalent. Like a parody of the Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. Great. Now, what were you going to say, Laser? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something and I interrupted you. Oh, no. Um, But I think my favorite... I must have watched it like three times, three or four times. There's that bit where they're looking for the uh, the spaceship. And Kid tries to get Rosa to grow big. And she's like, no. Today I am a horse, and and I am going to be pulling the royal carriage of the princess. And he, she puts the little flower on 
stuck Chuck. He's like, yeah, sure. And he just he plays along with it. He just goes, Excelente, and they just take off. Because at that... <laughs> it's just really cute. Because at that point, it's like, he was, he was about it, if nothing else, just to mess with Kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, that was what it was really about. Was like It was like fucking with Kid, but at the same time... It's really cute. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, this show kind of came out of nowhere because I mean I saw the trailer, and but not long after the trailer, it was out. So it's like it really just there was no build up for me with this show. Just kind of it. It's really came. how trailers should be, where you see it, and then two or three months later, it's there. Pretty yeah. much. Um. <clears throat> Because hyping up something too long will just, like, cause you to have a a really bad reaction to it. Because, like, um, I had a similar rela- reaction with um, Space Sweepers. Because I didn't know it, it existed for so long. And then, like, the trailer came up on um, uh, Netflix and it looked real cool. So, uh, as soon as it did come out, like, a month after, it was like, oh... Okay, yeah, this is good. This is really, really good. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, I just. Uh, is there anything more to that? No, not really. Okay, uh, there, there is a way to do a real early like reveal. Uh, that I, I think worked because there, there's a couple things I can think of where like I heard about it, and then it didn't come out for a couple years, and I. They started, and they didn't market it in that period of time, really. So it wasn't like an, a reminder every once in a while that this thing is coming. And then one day, it was like, it's six months away. I was like, oh shit, I forgot this about this thing. And then it was yeah. there, and it was like, okay, that, that, I, Brutal Legend is the part, one that comes to mind. And say what you want about that game, I like it. Um, I remember seeing the reveal in Game Informer. And then I heard nothing about it until a couple months before its release. Mm. And it was still, you know, perfectly fine. Um, But something like, I don't know, Cyberpunk or uh, uh, Starfield or Elder Scrolls uh, 6. Those or Final Fantasy Remake, you know? All those things are way too early. And... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is in a particularly uh, nasty spot when it comes to uh, the hype around it because, um, like, the trailers for it came out a good while ago and then, like, the game eventually came out. But now, we have to wait real long-ass time again for part two. And that... That feels not great. Yeah. Um... It kind of feels like one of those things that maybe... Just maybe... They should have... Done the whole thing. And waited. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Final Fantasy is already a game that comes out very slowly. 
Like, all the turnovers on those games are really slow. Mm. Um, so the idea of doing a multi-part one that's planned from the start that way is absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah, because, like, fucking yeah. everything that had to do with Final Fantasy fifteen was already a fucking mess and a half. Um, yeah. And, I don't know, it's, it's just like, do you wanna do we wanna risk having part two of Final Fantasy VII remake have a Final Fantasy fifteen fucking fiasco in terms of like how long it took for that to even become a thing? Fucking really I don't. I really don't. I don't want it to be like ten years. <laughs> yeah. No. It, yeah. I could I, I would not be surprised if it didn't come out at the end of the PS5's life cycle. I I would not be surprised. I wouldn't really either, but I really hope not. Yeah, um, same. Because, like in reality, it didn't it didn't take that long for uh well, it didn't take that long since the announcement of of part one of it to when it was out. All things considered, um, but boy, I could really live without it taking a million years this time around as well like okay. i would hope that the deal with it in this case is that um since a number of the assets are already like existing and good like all the like a, a number of the character models and stuff like that um kind of put that away don't have to worry about that too much but like the rest of it bit bit sketch bit worrying yeah yeah the uh, uh the environments are the thing that i think will take the most time pretty much uh but that that's another conversation for another time uh we got anything yeah, more to say about nothing. cosmic no go watch it right now do go Fucking watch do it. it like we didn't actually spoil all that much i mean we did but like even even if yeah. you just stuck around because it's what you do, it's like fucking that that show is really good, and I feel like season two of it is gonna be even better. So mm-hmm. we avoided the like the big reveals f- towards the end of the series mm. for the most part, at least for the most part. Um, I mean, we spoiled the stuff about like there being more rings. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, if anything, that's more like the existence of the the sequel or second season or whatever. Have they confirmed it's going to be a season or a movie? Uh, It's going to be... Um, There are two two seasons in the works. Two seasons. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, uh, get, get, get your, uh, ah, fuck it. We're going to do Megas XLR. We'll see you then. I don't remember what the off-brand slushy name was or slurpy name. Um. Oh, mega slush. Mega slush. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, come back after the break, and uh, we're we're gonna do mega XLR. We'll see you then. I'm showing back home.
And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, I fucking love Megas XLR. Mm. See, uh, here's something. Um, uh-huh. I I want to warn everybody. Hey, there's gonna be uh, probably a sliding scale here in terms of how much uh, we all liked Megas on our revisiting of the series. Uh, with me being the least, and mm-hmm. Laser being the most. Oh, wow. And I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I have not good things to say about Megas. <laughs> oh, wow. Alright, well, let's, uh, let, let's get through the show notes, and then, uh, we'll, uh, we'll hop into the, the commentary. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just get the years again. Uh, ran 2004 to 2005 on Cartoon Network. Uh, created by Jody Schaefer and George Kerstick. Uh, directed by Chris Prynoski, Kelsey Mann, Sue Perotto, uh, Juno John Lee, and George Kerstick. Uh, uh, all of the other ones that were not Chris, uh, were primarily for season two. Chris yeah. did all of the directing of season one yeah uh the opening theme chicks dig giant robots is performed by ragtime revolutionaries uh jody's credits go back to beavis and butthead to america daria downtown metalocalypse black dynamite motor city uh and moonbeam city in various positions in the animation department george kerstick is also known for working on downtown and the overwatch shorts as part of the writing staff uh, Chris Pranoski's work goes back to Liquid TV for MTV as an animation assistant and on to Beavs and Butthead to America, Daria, Metalocalypse, Freaknik the Musical, Nerdland, and is credited as the creator of Motor City and Downtown. Uh, the main voice cast includes David DeLuise as Coop, uh, Wendy Lee as Kiva, Steve Bloom is Jamie. Scott Reinecker is Goat, whose only other credit outside of Megas is Goat on Downtown. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as Glorfed Commander, and Clancy Brown as Gorath. Uh, honorable mentions for smaller voice roles in the series include Jennifer Hale as Duchess, and Scott Inez as Argo, fitting since Casey Kasem voiced Mark in Battle of the Planets, uh, from the S-Force, or... Sachaman, as I like to call them. Uh, uh, oh, I had a, a funny at the time thing, or at least I thought it was funny. Uh, Sachaman, or as I like to call him, and the series they never got as Conflict of the Celestial Bodies. Funny to only me. Uh, Miriam Flynn as Coop's mom uh, deserves a shout out as one of those hey it's that ladies of Hollywood yeah. uh, Phil Lamar as Wrecker and T-Bot Peter Cullen and Frank Welker as sentient giant robots fighting for the throne of the Halcyon worlds and they're just doing Optimus and Megatron voices and then uh, Bruce Campbell as Magnanimous complete with the shades groovy boomstick and chainsaw arm on his giant robot yeah now um, speaking of that, those were some of my major notes, was, like, the references in the show kind of just don't stop, like, yeah. ever. It, it's all references. I mean, they basically never, never stop. 
Yeah, um, like some for better and some for worse. <laughs> some of them yeah. are good. Some of them are like, uh, like the the Sailor Moon parody is. Uh, it's not well done. It's um, not. But like the um the one with the uh the parodies basically of of Optimus Prime and Megatron um in God what episode was that uh. I believe it was Universal Remote. Yeah, 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 it was. Um, uh, that one was really good, mostly because like it it felt like there was a bit more substance to it. It was also mm-hmm. cool to have those those uh, voice actors there. It was also funny that the character that was like a parody of Alpha Trion was literally just a recolor of alpha trion yeah i was about to say it's not just optimus it's like men megatron is just and also the guy who's megatron is supposed to like the design for him looks like galvatron yeah it looks like galvatron but the one that is uh optimus Optimus looks like like mazinger yeah mazinger yeah (laughs) for some reason why because reference and there's that plan. I think one of my favorite episodes is the episode with the the guy, the giant kaiju trapped in the video game. Oh yeah, that was like it was like a prison. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just really like that one a lot. But okay, you want to know the? I don't even think you guys know this, but you know what? You know what the deepest cut for me is in terms of references. What's All that? right. So Bruce Campbell, uh, uh, when he's playing Magnanimous, we already mentioned the obvious Ash Evil Dead thing with the the, bo- the boomstick and the chainsaw, right? Groovy. However, his robot in his second appearance also looks like Elvis because Bruce Campbell Bubba starred Hotep. in a movie... Bubba Hotep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Bubba yeah. Hotep, where he played Elvis. Yep. <sighs> yep. Man, Bubba Hotep's for those who don't good. Know, yep, for those who don't know, Bubba Hotep is a movie where Bruce Campbell plays Elvis in a senior in a senior home and he has to stop an evil mummy from sucking the souls out of all the elderly. Yeah. The, I, I actually, like, there's a lot of shows where when it comes to them being reference fests, they can be a little bit overbearing with it. I felt like, for the most part, that wasn't really a problem with Megas because it's like, it's the whole deal. It's, like the whole deal of it is is here are all of these things that the creators loved and we're just going to put like a comedic spin on them. And uh, I, I So it sorry, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I partially disagree with that. Um because for the, the S Force and the, the Transformers one, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. The... I actually don't think the S Force, the like S Force, was very good. I okay. like, um, like if if anything was like a big like problem for me, it was like the S Force episodes and the uh, Ultra Chicks. Like, not... I liked the I like the second S Force episode, not so much the first one. Yeah, the second one is yeah, um, better. I I I just think uh. There's certain references that I feel like had love from the the cast, 
like because it's stuff that they were attached they felt attachment to and then i feel like because the sailor moon one was bad it was probably yeah, something it was like really bad like a, a network note like hey do something with sailor moon that or they just felt like they needed to do yeah. something uh, about it because, like, they are always doing something with anime and everything, so they feel like they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I do get what you mean is that, like, for the most part, a lot of it is with love, where other parts are like, eh, guess we gotta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I feel like if there is something that is wrong with Megas and its humor, it's the fact that it's so stilted. Yeah, it, like mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling that there are po- points in it, whereas like they were. T- Filling for time. Like, there would be long, awkward pauses for no reason at all. That would go on for like 20 seconds at a time. And there would be points where Megas would just be punching something or hitting something one way or another, and the animation would just loop for another 20 seconds at a time. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And it's like... I... I'm sure that, like, at certain points, it would have been uh, seen as funny. And I think that when I was younger, it was really funny. But... Yeah. It's one of those things where... It's a very rare case where most of the humor in it doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. I there are I'm sorry, I'll let you finish. It's not everything. There are still a number of things in it that are still pretty funny to me. I think like on the whole all I wanted was a slushy is the best episode <laughs> in the really entire good. series. It's that, so fucking funny. That's the <laughs> one that has stuck in my mind since the first time since it was airing that's the episode that sticks in my head the do you know what i felt was an episode that could have been really funny but they kind of wasted it was that was coop having to go to the dmv yeah like that could have been really funny but it wasn't yeah like i don't know and then again there are some jokes that are still pretty funny like the when when the jokes are funny they are actually really funny like the the bit um, where he was just like, no, no smashing, no smashing? And he just looks at all the buttons, and he's like, uh, hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, to this day, like, the, the, like, visual gags of the buttons, still really good. Like, I, yeah. I will, I will always love the, the visual gags the, that the buttons have. Um, My favorite one is the one that says general pummeling. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it. one of my biggest problems with it is that we get to see 
some of the best episodes are the ones where I think that it's taking itself a little bit more seriously than normal. One of my favorite episodes in the whole series is Coup d'etat. Yeah, which is the uh, well, no, it's the first. It's the one parter. It's the season finale of the first season. Oh, right, that one. I thought um, you were talking about the uh, the different dimension one. Yeah. Nah, uh, that's rear view mirror mirror. That's a real good one. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, that is a really good one. Uh, but coup d'etat, a coup d'etat, rather, is the one where um they all get captured and sent into the um the uh mothership the yeah and like there's some like good character moments but then the like second half of the episode happens and it is basically a long chase sequence that is so over the top and really well thought out and really funny and really handled well for all of the characters it's it's one of those situations where when it comes to the show as a whole it it feels like it should have been more stuff along these lines where coop is doing something that is over the top sure but it always feels like some of the things that Coop is doing is very forced. Mm-hmm. Where the escape sequence, it's like he's not saying a whole lot. He's very confident in his uh, abilities, and he's not really being talked down to all that much. Where I feel like there's a, that's a lot of the problem is that like mm-hmm. so much of Coop's whole deal is being talked down because he's from Earth, being talked down to because he's fat, being talked down to because he likes video games. And it it felt very good to have him just be in control of the situation, even though all he had at his disposal was his car. Now, he didn't have Megas, he didn't have anything. All he could do was drive, and he's really fucking good at that. So, I don't know. Going off of that, um, it is kind of a similar point. One of my favorite things about Coop is that he's um, unbelievably comfortable and confident with who he is. He doesn't care that he's fat, and he never will. In fact, he likes being fat. He likes who he is, and I think that's great, actually. Yeah. For sure. Um, and the other thing is that, um, something that, like, there's the whole joke is that, like, Coop is kind of, kind of an idiot in some, in some ways, but on the other hand, he did kind of modify a robot from the future. Yeah, he modified a robot from the future and made it so only he can use it and <laughs> did a really good job at it. Yeah. Granted, like, he fucked up a lot of things also, but, like, he did it. He did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a... Te- he's actually a... 
Coop, I don't, and I say this with absolute sincerity, Coop is a genius when it comes to mecha- mechanics. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that should be explored more, but Laser, were you going to say something? Uh, uh, no, I, I, Okay. So I just really mean, like the show. Like I, I, I just found myself consistently laughing, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. And that's fair. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with just liking the show. Yeah, it's I, it's a fun show. In in my case, I had a really hard time getting through it, mostly because it, like I said, a lot of it just didn't work for me much anymore part of that might just be down to me having too much of a crypto eye now or uh, stuff like that Mm. um i mean that's what we're here for right yeah Yeah. part of it is just down to me just really not liking jamie you're not supposed to to. (laughs) yeah but like the problem with characters that you're not supposed to like is that there has to be something at least sort of redeeming about them to keep them around. Otherwise, they just have go-away heat. Yeah. And and in this case, Jamie just had go-away heat with me. Like, there was no reason to keep him around. There was no... Like, he didn't really add anything funny to the show ever. Um, He's the rare American Mineta. Yeah. And so it it was like... If he had anything about him that made him, like, kind of cool. Like, imagine if he, every now and then, had to drive Megas, but he drove Megas in an entirely different way. Mm-hmm. That was, like, dope in his own fucking way or something. Except, in this case, when he did drive Megas, he didn't know what he was doing, and LC sucked at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... So... He just felt like a waste of time to have in the cast. Yeah. And it could have been, like, anyone else. I would have preferred Goat be the the third character, really. Yeah. Or Croup's mom. (laughs) Like, anybody. Anybody, really. Yeah. But um, It could have just been Coop and Kiva. Yeah. It could have been. They had a great dynamic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... And was... it's not like you needed a comic relief character. Coop is right there. Yeah. Just... And going off of the the Jamie thing is that there was potential for him because in that in that episode Coop to tell you talked about, there's a scene where they're in the jail cell, and Jamie. Then and, and Jamie complaining about being in the jail cell, being caught up in this alien stuff, and he was like, "Well, why do you like you know it's all dangerous? Why don't you just leave?" And then just and then Jamie says, "Cause Coop's the only friend I have. He's the only one who puts up with me." I'm like, "You could have done something with that. You really could have." Yeah. But like, that that's like one of the big problems for me is that I liked Coop Dutta so much because it was one of the only episodes. They had any character development, and then they drop all of it immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it never comes back, and it never really 
does anything, it's a fucking bummer. <laughs> yeah. It, it's probably... Um... Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I don't no, no, no. want you to be discouraged, Laser, because, like, for all of my complaints about it, I also know that you really love it for all of your your reasons, and all that is, like, really fair, and I will not say that you should not love it for any of the reasons that you do. Yeah, I just have oh. my... Oh, I my side of things. Yeah, no, 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 and I, I think you're completely right. I don't disagree with a single thing you said. Uh, only reason I really like it is because I see a lot of myself in Coop, and I think it it makes me laugh, and that's basically the foundation of my like for the sh- my yeah, I'll say my like for the show. And, um, and that's fair because also I think that Coop is a great character. I love Coop as a character. Yeah. Also, um, I think the reason I like it is because I set my expectations accordingly when I sit down to watch it, you know? It's like, I'm not expecting, like, actual well-thought-out character development at any point in this show. I'm just expecting goofs and gags. And I get goofs mm. and gags, and I'm happy. Mm. Um, That's fair. You know, if, if I sat down to watch... Uh, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender with the expectation of getting nothing but goofs and gags, I'd walk away saying it wasn't what I was looking for. Um, mm. But I wasn't expecting something well thought out from Megas, so I was content with it. Um, That's certainly a fair point. Like, it, there's something to be said for the balance of um wanting more out of a show and wanting it to be some and, and balancing that with like are you are those are these actually criticisms or is it just you're wanting the show to be something that it's not trying to be you know and there's a fine line between those two things i feel yeah cuz how old were you when this came out red um that's a good question uh, it, it was 2004-2005. It was 2004-2005. Uh, God. I would have been... 12? I, I would have been like 13, I would have been like 14, 15. Yeah. I was in, I was in ninth grade when this came out. Um. Yeah. And, like... Even when it came out, I realized, oh, they're just making fun of anime. I get it, and I'm pretty yeah. much yeah, like that. That was the conceit of the show, and it's never grow. It never aimed to be anything more than that. It wasn't trying to be anime. It was just making fun of anime. And so, how many years? Uh, Fifteen or so years later, uh, that's all I expected, and I was content. Uh. I'm not saying you're wrong, because you're not wrong. No, no. yeah. Uh, These two thoughts are not exclusive. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically that's it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing that I do... It's... 
it's funny a couple of times, but then it gets really old after a while, is that 90% of the time, the problem is directly caused by Coop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he escalates the situation, and then he has to cover his own ass. And it's he like, usually destroys New Jersey. By doing and they that. kind of tried to make a commentary in the final two episodes about that. About, yeah. like, if Coop were a slightly different person, he might be he might be a bad guy. Which I think they probably would have explored more if there had been a third season. Like, they would probably have kept with the goops, but they might have actually tried to, like, insert some... Nah. Possible storytelling. Nah. Nah, probably <laughs> nah, not. Nah, nah, nah probably nah. not. You're right. Uh, maybe for the season three finale, they'll do it again, but nah. Yeah, Because, like, that's the thing that, like, the only time when anything happens in terms of, like, character at all is in the season finales, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But I... When I... When I see a, a show like this, especially one that, like, when I look back on it, I have a whole lot of love for, but... In the current times, I don't have as much. A lot of that is down to, like, my taste changing from when I was little. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. In in this case, it's because, like, there are tons of shows that I watched when I was little that I was, like, super about, uh, this show included. And on revisiting it, there's, like, so much stuff that I would love about the show. I love the fact that there is so much, like, wrestling within it. Uh, I love that there's so much mecha anime uh, influence in it, obviously. I love the, like, over-the-topness of, of the things that Coop put into the robot to make it, like, especially... Uh, like dangerous or anything like that and i love the way that cooper uh coop rather cooper's my friend but no uh the way that coop um fucking puts so much of himself into everything that he does yeah but like so much around it not just in terms of, like, the writing, but also on, like, a technical level, like with the repeating animation, like with the long, awkward pauses. Um, yeah, that was a pretty common during the time that this show came out, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, so much of that is stuff that, like, I have a hard time dealing with, because there were points in time when I was watching it then it was just kind of like, for all of the good goofs that there were, there were like stretches of time where nothing was happening. And I was feeling like really taken out of it. It's it's one of the, the times where if, if times were a bit different, this show would be better... If it was 11 minutes long. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're no, you're the, right. The, you're the, super the, right. The uh, Aquatween Hunger Force uh, treatment would have suited it way more. Well, like oh, yeah. the the general like modern day Cartoon Network deal of like oh two like two eleven short minutes long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, two short episodes. No, I agree. Like that would have been the ideal for for Megas because I feel like it would have been better set in, in that amount of time. You wouldn't have to pace out the episode so that it was all just a bunch of like weird like pauses in between goofs or repeating animations or anything like that. It was like it didn't happen very much back then but like this is absolutely one of those times where 11 minutes per episode would have been perfect for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Condense it down, um, up the the pacing and like, base don't don't let the joke or the parody overstay its welcome. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Which with is that. basically always the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. There is yeah. one running joke that I thought was funny though, other than the buttons. Um, What's that? And that. That's the bit where basically at the end of her episode with Coop making his quote unquote big speech and there were always moments where they like got really meta about it, like when he was you tr- you trashed the you trashed that straight over there and he's like, Actually you did that. And yeah. then you blew that up, actually that was also you. He's like, Listen, I'm on a roll here. <laughs> like when yeah. they made yeah. fun of the meta aspect of him doing that every episode it was really good it was really good like like i said it has it has its good bits for sure Mm -hmm. i will never say that like megas is like a bad show not really but um it definitely it definitely has so much stuff that is like holding it back from being what I think would actually be a great, great show if it didn't have just like a couple of weird bits to it and maybe was a little bit shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, I think uh, another way to put it, it just doesn't hold up. It mm. doesn't. It was, it was of its time and the time that we watched it was good, but it doesn't... Some things just don't hold up as well. Yeah. You know, nothing can be timeless. Well, not some all things, things can, can, but not all so, things. Not all things. Some things can. Some things are always going to be good, but not all things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to say. Me neither. Me neither, really. Alright, then we're going to take a quick break, and when we return... Uh, rev your engines, it's Motor City. Now, back to Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On Acme Podcasts Incorporated. (laughs) 
And welcome back, everybody, one more time. Well, again, welcome back again this episode to, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, to, to Acme Podcast Incorporated and uh, Motor City. Uh, another, th- 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 before I get, even get into the show notes, this one holds up better, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay, cool. This show's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, Motor City ran on Disney XD from 2012 to 2013. Uh, created by Chris Pranowski with direction by Chris Pranowski and Juno John Lee. And writing credits to Chris Pranowski, George Kerstick, John O'Brien, Craig Lewis, David Bickle, Greg Ernstrom, Derek Buckman, and Madison Bateman. Uh, Chris Pranowski and George Kerstick's accolades have already been mentioned in this episode. Uh, but Juno John Lee also worked on Mummies Alive, Megas XLR, Black Dynamite, Moonbeam City, The Venture Bros, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, Tron Uprising, Young Justice, China, Illinois, The Legend of Korra, and Nerdland. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, the main voice cast includes Reed Scott as Mike Chilton, Kate Micucci as Julie Kane. Uh, Nate Torrance as Chuck, uh, Jess Harnell as Texas, Kel Mitchell as Dutch Gordy, Mark Hamill as Abraham Abraham Kane, Jim Brewer as Thule, Dana Davis as Claire, uh, Brian Doyle Murray as Goat, I'm sorry, I mean Jacob, and <laughs> Dee Snyder as the Duke of Detroit. That's now, true, and that's pretty true. That, yes, he is just... He is just goat again yeah okay, can, we, can i just can i just say am i the only one who thought that for the longest time that chilton was voiced by steve bloom that's not just me right no uh, it's just you yeah that, that that's all i'm you sorry brought. to tell you friend he, but he yeah, sounds like steve bloom you. no he doesn't <laughs> oh, he, whatever I'm, we're not i'm not gonna get into. Well, i think we've got let, let's see one. what else reed scott has on him that might lead you to that uh, basically nothing. <laughs> a lot of live action is what I'm seeing, actually. Uh, he sounds like Steve Bloom. I'm gonna. I'm standing by this. I'm dying on this he hill. Does he doesn't? He's in Turbo Let's... Fast, the TV series about racing snails. Yeah, the based off of the movie. But yeah, the snails. Yeah. Anyway, uh... he was apparently in Venom and is going to be in Venom too. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, he was Ted in that '70s show, and that's the only thing that really stands out to me. Okay. Uh. All right. So yeah, uh, this is another fantastic show. Uh. Before we get into it proper, I want to say something. Mm-hmm. Laser and I have talked. A lot on and off podcast about shows being canceled and how much of a shame it is. This show was fucking robbed. Yeah. Oh, like if you want to go into how how this show got fucked, we can get into it. Cause like we should. There, um, I was around uh, around the time that this show. Uh, uh, aired and had a, a pretty substantial uh, fandom. Me, uh, my brother, 
his fiance, a bunch of people. We're all like super into it. In fact, yeah. my brother's fiance had a podcast that was maybe not official, but it was like held as like semi-official Damn. at the time. It was kind of fucking wild. Um, but like the deal is that like so much of the show was aired at random times on random days of the week uh it was also aired out of order yeah yep massively out of order for a a series that it does in fact have a plot yep it went from um like the actual Disney Channel to Disney XD just entirely out of nowhere. Yep. Um similar thing happened to um Tron Gravity Falls at the Tron. time. Yeah. Um where is like Disney made like a hard decision that basically every cartoon that they ever were going to have was like, never going to air on the normal Disney Channel ever again. It's all live action from now on. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Go to uh, Disney XD if you're they're, a cartoon. They're slowly Pass. moving away from that. Yeah, but at the time, absolutely everything yeah. that wasn't in, like live action, fuck off to Disney XD. Yeah. Which um, obviously made watching it for a number of people a whole lot harder because Disney has like a channel. Uh, you can just get it if you have a normal cable package, but for Disney XD, you needed to have a premium uh, cable package for that. Yeah. Um, so obviously, at the time, a lot of the viewership dipped and everything. Um, so the fact that everything was out of order also didn't, wasn't great. Um, it was sometimes aired at just like the worst possible times imaginable sometimes 3 a.m 3 a.m sometimes in the middle of the afternoon yeah um it was entirely random so nobody knew when it was actually going to air or not and at times there was they would say that a episode was going to air and it didn't yeah like the creators were who were also like very vocal on places like Tumblr, places like Twitter, um, they were very vocal about the fact that they were getting fucked over by Disney. Mm-hmm. And every single time that something would happen, they'd be like, well, we don't really understand what's happening or why the episode isn't airing, but uh, we will tell you as soon as the episode is, in fact, supposed to air. And then they would apologize to everybody. And it's like, it was literally just nothing but Disney just trying to screw them over until the point that they were like well we're sorry to tell you this but we're going to have to cancel you uh, because you aren't selling enough toys to which they said we don't have any toys you haven't made any toys for us yet Yeah. oh but we have a toy for mud on the way on the yeah but you haven't put it out yet we can't sell toys that aren't real. Yeah, but you're cancelled. 
So that was the long and short of it. It is like um I'm not one to to posit like conspiracy theories or anything along those lines, but this really feels like one of those deals uh where a um a channel will start a series and then cancel it for tax reasons mm. uh, because you get like a bit of a tax break when you cancel a season prematurely or you cancel a show and void a contract or anything along those lines. Um, it's fucked up. It is absolutely fucked up what happens uh, with a bunch of shows, but especially what happened with Motor City. Especially down to, like, the quality of it all. Because, um, Titmouse had been doing a lot of shows up until this point. Um, if I remember right, uh, for it, uh, Motor City, uh, came out, like, somewhat around the time that, uh, Metalocalypse did as well. Yeah. Around the same time. They were uh, around the, the same time. Metalocalypse was still airing, but it was in, like, its, like, fifth or sixth season at that point. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, there. there's a ton of shows that they were working on um, all over the place, but um, it's, like, at the time, there was mostly Metalocalypse, and then, like, some other things in between, um, and then, uh, it's, like, Super Jail was one of them, and it had, like, really good animation, for sure. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, mostly did, like, uh, season two forward for it. Uh, and same with, uh, uh, Black Dynamite. Yeah. Black Dynamite, the, the cartoon. Also fantastic for uh, the time in its animation. and Also, uh, China, Illinois. Uh, China, Illinois, not so much for the animation, but it is good. It was funny. Yeah. But then, yeah. Um, not as funny as, as the original, like, China, Illinois uh, YouTube's. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, were on YouTube. Those... Those are fucking the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> be yeah. Aggressive. They're fucking ridiculous. Be, be aggressive. It, this show is from an aesthetic and technical point of view just mwah, chef kiss. It, like it, it they went fucking crazy when it came to like how they were animating it. It was very clear that they had like a lot of anime influences when it came to the things that they were doing, but it was so clean while also still being like wild and messy when whenever anything action uh, related was happening. Uh, the the stunts and everything that they were pulling off of the cars fucking amazing. And it's like one thing after another after another after another showed just how amazing Titmouse really was when they wanted to do something over the top. And 
in that same vein, it was like we saw a very clear upgrade to sort of similar stuff from Megas XLR to Motor City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's um, why it's considered a, a sequel series almost. Also, yeah. the fact that it, it, it takes place primarily in one of the cities in America that is kind of considered just like a shithole, basically. Just yeah. like be- between like uh, Amegas being in Jersey, yeah, to uh, Detroit, Detroit. Listen, like, yeah. In a perfect world, Megas would have continued, gotten better, and then ended, and then Motor City would have gotten its second season, and then we would have had an episode we would have had some sort of cameo from Coop and the gang or like an episode with a crossover or some shit in a perfect world but uh, we don't live in a perfect world in a perfect world it wouldn't have been on Disney in the first place cuz it was a weird fit for Disney to begin with yeah it's not their it, style it would have been something more like Cartoon Network most likely yeah um, i could even see nick but like, I I could see Nick. It it yeah, feels no, very no. much in line with um, Rise of the TMNT, mm, which yeah. means Nick probably like would have fucked it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Car- that, that's another that's another show that I'm like, oh, unbelievably fucking salty about. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, Adult we'll Swim would have let it rock. Yeah. Adult Swim would have let it rock. It, oh yeah, they would have. Yeah, but. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't have like had the, the audience. The problem in, it wouldn't have had the audience, and it also wouldn't have really had the tone. Yeah, because I feel like one of the main things with uh, Motor City going into the actual show itself is that um, Motor City is a show more than anything about like freedom fighting, yeah. about hope and and optimism and. Uh, in a lot of ways, idealism. Uh, and while Adult Swim has uh, quite a lot of things under its belts, I don't think that enough of its like mainline series can really boast it being that nuanced, I guess, when it comes to the yeah. emotions and everything. Um, that that's not what they're going for, really. That that that's not what Adult Swim is going for. Um, exactly. And I don't disagree with you there, but like some of the Venture Bros stuff, like it, it's more cynical, but it, it's still sort of like it, it tells this grand epic tale. It's not just Squidbillies. Of course, but um, yeah. on by and large, the 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 general stuff that you will see there is still. Like along those lines, yeah. and and even as you pointed out, like Venture Brothers is like its own beast, really, when it comes to what it's going for. And yeah. I mean, Titmouse also did a a good chunk of Venture Brothers as it stands. Yeah. Um, but like in in that. It's still got a lot of the the hallmarks of what I would call the 
cynicism uh, that is hallmark to Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. There's, uh, and honestly, it, I I would not feel like that would be uh, at home in Motor City. You're you're like, right. It wouldn't. Um, I, you're right. There there isn't a single executive at Adult Swim who would sign off on it, which is probably why it wound up at Disney. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, was, um, no, you. I'll let you finish. I'll I'll say my thing when you're finished. No, I think that I think that was it. Actually, sorry. Okay. Um, I think one of the things I like about this show a lot is, um, a lot of shows that are like this, that are twenty minutes. A lot of the time, we talked about how Megas tries to stretch out its, you know, plot really badly. Um, so a lot of shows like Ducktales and shows in general like this, when they don't have enough for um, the entire 20 minutes, they usually have, like, a B-plot, right? Or yeah. even a C-plot. Mm. This show is masterful at interweaving its A and B-plot while simultaneously advancing the overarching status quo of the larger plot. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a large part of that is... Oftentimes, the B-plot branches off of the A-plot, rather than the start of the episode, you see Chuck and uh, uh, someone else, like, doing something, and then it smash cuts to Texas and Dutch, like, oh, we gotta do this, and, and then it just cuts back and forth. It's like, they get to a point, and then they split the party, and then we've got A and B-plot. Mm, exactly. And like the like the episode with um Red when he first shows up is a perfect example. Like Yeah. We have one part of the story where Mike is facing off against Red trying to deal with him, while the other part of the story is about the other team trying to deal with these weird nanobots. And they are perfectly interwoven together and neither one feels totally separate from the other, while one doesn't feel like it's attracting from the other plot, while also still um forwarding an overarching plot thread involving Red and Chilton's and, like, Mike's whole deal, right? Yeah. yeah. And the show does that a lot. Which I think is masterful. It's really hard to, like... Perfectly interweaving A and B plots are... It's not as easy as you might think. Because a lot of time they're completely separate from each other. Sometimes there might be some overlap, but they're never... They're not always going to like perfectly sync up like that, and that's just a uh, indication of really good uh, writing, storytelling, and storyboarding. Really, yeah, mm. it it it's easier to do it like the concept of an A and B plot is easier to do on something where a sitcom where it doesn't have to interweave and connect. Yeah, but in in something that's serial, that that there is an actual overall goal even if like most of these episodes do have an episodic quality to them there is always that touch of the overarching plot and so it it is much harder to do in that sort of situation something is always being advanced in some capacity like something is changing the status quo shifting 
characters are having something happen to them. They learn a lesson that actually carries over. With one exception. <laughs> it really sucks that every single one of Texas' episodes, except for one, is is bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The... Yeah. Texas is uh, in a very similar spot to Jamie, Jamie, except that Texas does, in fact, give something to the show. Like, yeah. I get where they were going with Texas. In a lot of cases, um, I can figure out ways that you can, like, justify things with Texas and like, maybe fix stuff in regards to him, but, like, a lot of the time, he's just kind of weirdly super sexist. Yeah. He's, like, got a lot of weird things going on with his, like, super toxic masculinity and everything. And I... It's like, Texas as comic relief is great. Yeah. Most of the time. But Texas in characters in, in like well in episodes where he's suppo supposed to just have a character and like actually do things and be a part of the plot is fucking horrible because like almost every episode is him fucking up in some way and being like, "Nah, but it's fine though." And yeah. and not always really learning something from it, or at least not always learning the right lesson from it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like there are times where he is uh, learning to be a better person in in very particular small ways, sometimes bigger than others, but it's not very often, but. He also doesn't have a whole lot of episodes devoted to him, which, yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, might be kind of a good thing. There are three. There's Texas yeah. Affiat, which is the worst one, and yeah. there's the quote-unquote, um, what's the one I'm looking for, episode, slideshow episode, the fucking, the, where he just, like, combines all the plots of all the previous episodes into his whack-ass story, which is funny, kind of, but not really. And I then, actually think that that one's all right for the most part. It's but, fine, but it's 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 also got some some whack bits. But that's a uh, threat level Texas. Yeah, Robo Roundup is actually a good episode. Yeah, but like it's down to him actually learning a lesson and also yeah. being told expressly that, dude, you're kind of a massive fuck up. You are you are fucking it up for everybody, right? Him um, actually having consequences for being a huge asshole. But, like, everyone else has great episodes. Especially, oh. especially fucking, like... Like, obviously, Mike's episodes are great, but, like, Dutch's episodes are mm. the best ever. Like, yeah. everything to having to do with, like, Dutch have like coming up and expressing his art and everything in um what was his his one it was uh going dutch was his first one 
Um, and like uh, the second episode that he had uh, was a reunion where uh, he meets up with his brother who turns out to be a narc. <laughs> Huge narc. Fuck Huge him. narc. Uh, and ends up like trying to get his brother back onto his side and like kind of deprogram him from the super fascist state of fucking Detroit Deluxe. Yeah. Um. But I mean, in reality like uh, all the burners except for Texas at times and sometimes Chuck um, are great but we all know who the the real star of this show is and it's the duke of fucking detroit yeah yeah i love the duke this the one. duke I love the duke the duke of detroit is the biggest asshole that's ever existed in the world I love get back him so much get back kiss and, my gators and he's so over the top that he made himself a rolling fortress tank thing. That fires that limos. <laughs> fires limos that has his dudes on them. <laughs> like, they are, like, it fires limos out that has his dudes in them that they then get out and hold guns up to the burners. It's... <laughs> Like, everything that he does is so fucking ridiculous. Like, all of it is so petty. Um, like, between fucking, um, like, all of the, the, like, the, the Duke of Detroit Presents was... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically him putting people into the corner and making them do a bunch of weirdo bullshit. Um for his entertainment. For his entertainment. Mostly just to get back at at uh Mike Chilton. If like there is a wild amount of people that hate Mike Chilton's guts and he's just kind of a guy. <laughs> Mike is just here. I love the Duke is easily one of my favorite characters in any cartoon ever. Yeah. I I love the Duke so much and I'm so glad that he's like I I was I would remember when I was going into the show I'm like, oh man, I love the Duke. I wish he was in more episodes. I'm like and then I was like, oh wait, he's in way more episodes so than I remember. Yeah, like, after he shows up, he is, like, a major part of the universe because he's, he is the troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> he, he He's yeah. this horrible, horrible mix of James Brown, Ted Nugent, and Kid Rock. And, and it's... Or, or maybe... Not so much James Brown, but, like, someone who, like, wants to be James Brown. Uh... Mm -hmm. Mixed with Ted Nugent 
and Kid Rock, and it's it's so fu- it, it meshes so fucking. His theme song is just the riff from Cat Scratch Fever. It, I mean, yeah, it's so fucking and, good. It's, and D. Snyder does a fucking amazing job voicing. He does. It. Yeah. Oh my god, he he like. I didn't really expect for D. Snyder. Like, I'm he does a great job when it comes to like uh the singing, obviously. Yeah. But like I didn't expect him to be able to rock it as a voice actor, and he fucking does that shit. He fucking goes in. Kill <laughs> it it you going back to a conversation from last week it, it, it's because the duke's so over the top it's easy when they're a hammy character because you can get away by being a hammy actor yeah, uh it works for him they play yeah. to his strength exactly yeah and i think you know what one of the greatest crimes of this show not getting a second or more seasons is is mm. that you know for a fact they were planning for the duke to have a musical number at some point Oh, it would have been... Oh, God, it would have been so fucking good. <laughs> like, it would have been a crime if 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 they got more seasons and they didn't let the Duke have at least one musical number. You know? But, like, yeah. It would have it would have been this great... Or even... It just would... There's a scene I could picture in my head where the Burners are fighting Kane Co. and the rest of Detroit... The... the the other gangs that, you know, maybe the ones that uh, Chilton's on slight, the Burners are on slightly better terms with, like uh, the, the the Amazons and, and the the guys in the suits. I can't remember their gang name. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, th- yeah, they were... Um... God, what was their names? I know that, like, the main dude was cool as hell. It was, was. Uh, Raymond... Uh, Rayon. Yeah, uh, yeah Rayon. he's part of the. Uh... Yeah, he's just part of the Skylarks. Skylarks, believe. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, it would have been like them doing with it, and then you just hear like this like weird mashup of "We're not gonna take it" and uh, "Ride of the Val," "Flight of the Valkyries," as the Duke's forces come over. Oh, it would have been so good. Mm-hmm. And he has a stage on top of one of his limos, and he's got his back—he's got his backup dancers, and he's just fucking singing. Yeah. But it like what this really says more than anything is that um, when it comes to uh, Motor City, it doesn't just have like a lot of good stuff going on with its like main characters, but it also has like great stuff when it comes to its side characters. It's uh support cast like yeah like rayon who despite being all about business and everything seems to genuinely believe in mike chilton and give him basically all the benefit of the doubt in the world give him all the help that he needs mm-hmm. all that shit um yeah. And you have like, Jacob, who is, like, he he's one of those characters that's, like, he's a father figure, sorta, kinda, but more than anything, he's, like, a 
kind of just a goof who um, just ends up doing whatever the hell uh, he wants for the most part, but is looking out for everybody at the end of the day. He's how and- I picture uh, the English dub of uh, Adventure, uh, Digimon Adventure 2's uh, take on Yoli, like her grandfather would be like. Mm. Uh, I was gonna say, um, and like just going off with other characters besides the main gang, fucking Kane is a great villain. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, first of all, it's Mark Hamill, so. Yeah. He's, he's killing it always. It, it, he's killing it always. He can't really fuck that up all that much, but yeah, in terms of like being a just power hungry fucking shithead Kane is so good because it's clear how very like little he cares about the people around him the people that he could hurt like at the end of the day if Julie was if Julie was not his daughter well, even if, even past that, if he found out that Julie was in fact part of the Burners, he would probably not give a fuck if she died. Yeah. I, which is, this is one of the things I, was, I wrote down on my notes, and it's kind of going back to the plot threads that you talked about, Dutch. I love all the stuff about Julie, yeah. personally. I mean, yeah. Like, Julie Julie is a amazingly nuanced character because of the fact that she has to hide so much of herself from the Burners and from her family. And when push comes to shove, she's, she's not sure how much influence both sides have on her. Yeah, like, the, the plot thread of her basically trying to, like, instead of uh, fighting Kane head-on, she's like, I'm going to take over, and when I take over, I'm going to change things the way I want to, and basically becoming more like Kane, and I'm sad that we never got to follow up on that yeah. plot thread. Yeah, so we, plot that, threads. that plot thread was just, like, it's just hanging in the air forever now. We have yeah. no... We're never going to get follow-up on it. Ever. <laughs> I, and then, th- go on. I was just going to say, my only complaint about this one season is that I really wish the season had ended with Mike finding out. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just kind of like in... It, it's kind of... Everything is in a space where it's left up to interpretation where everything yeah. goes from here. Um... Yeah. And I can appreciate that kind of thing, but I also feel like it sucks in a real way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, I was not, not not just plot threads, but like I I feel like they were definitely going to explore this more if when if when they had more if they got more seasons, but like stuff like what the fuck is the rest of the world like outside of Detroit and Deluxe, right? Like, well, what I mean, like. Yeah. From from what I remember at the time, it just it's just fucked. Like there are or at least as far as like 
the people are concerned, everything outside of um, Detroit is just fucked. There are probably other places, and they might have gone into that at some point or another. And I think, from what I remember, they wanted really badly to have um, some kind of confirmation that, like, Jersey was also a place that was uh, cool. And it was cool because of maybe some influence from somebody With a, with a giant robot that <laughs> yeah. happened to be in New Jersey at the time. Oh, what if this is the alternate dimension from uh, uh, Mirror Mirror? Holy it, shit. It might have been. That would have been cool. It would have been pretty dope. But oh. who can fucking say now? Yeah. We'll never know. Uh, know. You know, uh, fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, I'm fan sure. fiction uh, can say. Abraham Kane in of... negotiations with Evil Coop. I know for oh. a fact that there is just just so much fan fiction about uh Where the Motor City. Gone. Yeah. Um and the creators have been asked about it many times as well. And they've given some some snippets and everything, but it one of the biggest problems about uh Motor City at the at the moment is that I think like, at least in one way or another, they are still going off the idea that maybe at some point they can bring it back. Um, and I'm not sure myself. I don't think that that's in the cards. But if it were, that'd be really fucking cool. But they've been, they've been pushing for that for a long time now. Yeah. And because Disney is Disney... They are never going to give up that license. They are never no. going to really renew that license either. Mm-hmm. Outside of like making sure nobody can really do anything with it because it's theirs. Twenty it's years theirs. from now. Twenty years from no. now, when kids who are into it are vocal enough and present enough, they'll be like, mm, "Here's something. We'll we'll do something." Or they just want to have it. the name available so they could do something else named Motor City? Because, like, in a similar vein, I know for a fact that they also want to do something similar with, uh, um, fucking Megas, but the problem there is that, um, the problem with Megas, if I remember correctly, is that the license for Megas has effectively gone missing. Ooh. Huh. And so have all of the original copies of Megas. Mm. So that means that they can't exactly make um, DVDs for the um, uh, DVDs of Blu-rays for the two seasons. Um, and things with Cartoon Network Network are in such a way that even if Cartoon Network wanted to give the license back to them, they couldn't because the actual contracts for the license are just gone. Damn. Disappeared. And so, like, they can't even get that back. 
they want to really badly, but at this point, unless something is miraculously found or something along those lines, um, there will never be more Megas content. Yeah. There will never be any DVDs or uh, anything for Megas because all of the original footage is just lost to time. This really feels like the sort of thing where they could just get their lawyers to draft something new up, enter negotiations. But you would think, but they won't do that. They won't do that. Probably Cartoon Network Never. doesn't want to play ball when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's also one of those problems where, like, most of the time, if a if a uh, like company, especially a entertainment company, has something under their label, they will never ever let go of it. Yeah. Even if it does them no good, even if they have no intention of ever doing anything with it again, they never want to let go of anything along those lines because it's theirs, god damn it. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna hold on to it forever. It's mine. Vince McMahon voice. <laughs> I own your names. Um and so that's that's the biggest problem at the at the moment, is that like in both cases, because Cartoon Network is what it is, and also due to general incompetency, no, no mega things will ever happen again. And because Disney is how Disney is, and they have the want to hold on to all of their licenses forever until the end of time, uh, even if they are doing nothing with it, we are never going to get anything new from Motor City either. Now. But that all being said, despite all that, if you can find this show, you should watch it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's it's absolutely worth the watch. Also, watch it for, um, if you are a, a, a monster fucker, hey, watch it for Kaya. Yeah. 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 The fungus people so in was, general are... Listen, I yeah. wasn't gonna say anything, but... Yeah, but I'm gonna say something, and Kai is good. <laughs> yeah, she's got the big monster mouth. She's got the third eye. She's got moth wings. She's yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's pretty good. Get, get your monster fucker on. She's great. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, there there are lots of reasons to um go back to this show, and it's. It's not too long. It's only got 20 episodes, and pretty much all of them are good. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely worth it, uh, I would I would say. Yep. The, uh... The talk about how, you know, Disney and Cartoon Network and all them would never give up those, uh... Licenses remind me of a, a news item from, like, this past week. Mm hmm About? Uh, Disney shut down Blue Sky Studios. Right. Mm. Uh, and they were in the middle of production, or maybe 
pre-production or production uh, for a animated adaptation of the uh, graphic novel Nimona. Oh. Uh, by Noel Stevenson. So. Mm. Uh, and that. We'll, we'll that's never, a bummer. Yeah, we'll never see that's that, a, sadly. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, here's one of the problems with this, I think. Um, while I do believe that it's something that is probably not going to always be, like, not always, but, like, is expressly the case here. But my guess is that they aren't so much shutting down Blue Sky as much as they are incorporating it and dissolving it into Disney animation. Mm -hmm. So my guess is because Blue Sky is known pretty well for for doing some some animation wizardry when it comes to their 3D animation. Yeah. Like, put put on the table fucking um Ice Age. The I, I Ice Age is one, but what I'm mostly thinking of is the recent Peanuts movie. Yeah, that was beautifully done. Which yeah, looks fucking amazing. Um And I'm I'm trying to think. Uh Robots. Robots was another one. Rio had beautiful color work. Um, it it definitely did. Um, I'm trying to see like what all they've done as far as movies go. Um, but the it's definitely when I think of them more than anything, it's um, the Peanuts movie. Yeah. Like they've done lots of stuff, but. Definitely the Peanuts movie, and even uh, uh, Horton Hears a Who, which was also really pretty looking. Yeah. Um, for mm -hmm. the time, at least. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But, uh, I actually thought for a second that they did the, um, and I'm wrong about this, but uh, I thought that they did the uh, Captain Underpants movie too, but no, that mm -hmm. wasn't them. That was like... I forget who that was. It was going for a very... Sony. Yeah, it was Sony. Oh, uh, yeah, it was Sony. They were going for a very similar look to the Peanuts movie on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is why why I thought that it was the same guy. Yeah. Not. Um, but, yeah, if nothing else, the Peanut movie, Ferdinand, also looks really good. Yeah, um, Rio. I, I'll I'll stand by Rio as being a good movie. Oh yeah. Uh, um, yeah. but but anyway, when it comes right down to it, I would not be too surprised if they want to dissolve it into into it, and then just instead of like having something under the uh like Blue Sky Studios name, it is now just going to be something under the Disney, Disney animation. animation. Yeah. yeah. I, I could see them doing that for some of the directors, but I, I can't see them incorporating the entire oh, animation staff. They, I, am, um, I am sure that they laid off tons of people. Yeah. Which sucks yeah. ass. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Motor City. Motor City. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're done with Motor City, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, th- th- there's some things that I I found kind of annoying about the show, honestly. Uh, just as like footnotes. Uh, it felt like so much of like maybe the first half of the show was just Mike learn how to lead people. Um, it, yeah. it, it felt like the same lesson for Mike every episode. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Mike, communicate with your people. Um, and then, uh, that, that's kind of it. Uh, that, that's actually it. Okay. I will say, um... I liked Chuck's episode the best, the one where he uses the uh, the, the the no fear patch. Mm. That episode was definitely really interesting. Um, I'm I am a fan of it. I also think that there's uh, I feel like there's a lot of things to uh, say about chuck after that episode because i also do think that he starts doing a lot more um like for for like everybody after that he I think gains a bit of confidence he he yeah um i feel like that episode could really be read one of two way either of two ways um one reading is better than the other um, I think the one they were going for was, uh, the absent, uh, bravery is not the absence of fear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's what they were going for, but it could also sort of be like, it's very apparent Chuck needs some anti-anxiety meds. <laughs> yeah. Uh. probably stand for a little bit of therapy. Just Probably. A bit. Yeah. Or just a little bit. Um, I like the LARPing episode first. The LARPing episode was real good. Um, and and sort of like, it, it. This is different, but like, I this past year, twenty twenty, after thirty years of having ADHD, I finally have ADHD meds, and I can notice the you know. V- palpable difference in my behavior with the Adderall in my system and without the Adderall in my system. Yeah. Um, and it... Chuck with the patch and Chuck without the patch really mirrors that a little bit. Um, so I feel like y- you you could misread it as like drug therapy anti-drug therapy type thing you can misconstrue it that way is what I'm saying if you're looking for it it's there um yeah some people will unfortunately read it that way yeah people read anything too deep sometimes yeah but but the intended message is the absence of fear is not bravery exactly yeah but I think also Chuck's lesson is you need to be a little more confident, a little more assertive. Uh, At the same time, you're cool because despite being afraid, you still do it. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, that, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I think I'm good too. I'm probably pretty good. All right. 
then we're going to take one more short break, and when we get back, we're going to close this bitch out. We will see you then. Now back to the show. Do you see how your patience paid off? All right, and we're back for the last time this episode. But uh, let, let's uh, let's finish up here, everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. These were, you know, I mean, we. I think it, it ultimately at the end, it's a net positive episode. Net positive. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. not not counting, you know, week and upkeep. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it's like you know. Megas has its problems, but yeah, anyway. Uh, it, it's a net positive, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do that by emailing us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Hey Kai, can I get that back? That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Rad, one more time. That would be, uh, um, uh, Acme podcast. Inc. at gmail.com That's right. Uh, and if you wanted to find us on Twitter, that is at po- <laughs> don't fuck it up. Hey, uh, hey, don't fuck it up. <laughs> I know what I was about to say that, right? It's, it, it, it's at Inc. Podcasts. There you go. There we go. I wasn't about to say it right, but I said it right anyway. Yeah, it's there you go. At Inc. Podcast at I-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at Twitter. Uh, Kai, where can they find us on Tumblr? You can find us at acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. And, you know, you can get us there if you want to throw a a question in the Ask Box. And, uh, you know, you can tweet at us with a question or suggestion. And you can also email us with a question or suggestion. Uh, I've checked the email and there's nothing. Nothing. So much nothing. Uh, We got any asks in the box? Uh, We had had an ask last time, but no ask this time. All right. Well, then. Uh... If that's the case, then if you want to get in contact with us individually, you can do that. You can reach me on Twitter at at R A D I C A L H O N C H O. That's at Radical Honcho. Uh, Kai, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kaiju underscore Emperor. That's K A I J U underscore E M P. The E-M-P-E-R-O-R Kaiju underscore Emperor And you can find me on Tumblr Kaiju dash Emperor But the exact same way uh, And then you can find my site blog On Tumblr also Called Kai's Tome That's uh, where I post My D&D stuff Mostly homebrew magic items And um, uh, Subclasses Haven't posted anything there for a while But I've been working on some stuff and hopefully I'll be posting something new there uh, relatively soon. And that's pretty much it for me. Rad, where can they find you? 
they can find me on a lot of different places, basically all under the same name. Um, but I have uh, a couple of things. First of all, uh, you can find me at Twitch uh, under... Uh, give me one second. Uh, oh, Jesus, what the hell was happening there? <laughs> uh, under... Uh, twitch.tv slash Radical Apollo uh, spelled R-A-D-I-C-A-L A-P-O-L-L-O But, more importantly, you can also find me on my uh, if I can get back to it in a second my card! I have a card! And it has all of my various links on it. So you can find me at Radical Apollo, same spelling, dot card, C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. So it would be R-A-D-I-C-A-L-A-P-O-L-L-O dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Radicalapollo dot co, and you can see all of my fucking shit. I have all sorts of shit. I'm a fucking, I'm an influencer, but not actually, because I don't have enough people following me to be an influencer, but I, I'm i an influencer in all the other ways. <laughs> Perspective influencer. An influencer squire. Exactly. You understand. I get it. You're, uh... Uh-huh. You're... you're... Your rise to the top is being broadcasted with the theme to to Rocky the the gonna fly now. Yeah. Anyway. You eventually got there. Very true. Yeah. Uh. All right. I'll stick around for next month when we get into and I don't have a bumper for this yet. Uh, so look forward to that. But uh, Mecca March. Uh, March is that magical month of the year where we get three episodes in a month uh, just because of how dates work. <laughs> uh, yeah, how time works. Yeah. Calendar. And all yeah. That and, and next time we're talking about Gundam Build Fighters and the Pat Laver OVA. Yeah. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, I haven't watched either of those things, so... And I love both. Yeah. And Pet Labor's something I've been meaning to watch since I was, like, ten years old, so... Mm-hmm. Uh... It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh... But until then... Don't be a jackass. We'll catch you then. Don't Bye. be a fucking jackass. Goodbye. Bye! Bye! Bye bye now. Bye!
I guess. Ba -ba -ba 